penultimate episode of Crossing Darkness, a podcast where we explore the World of Darkness role-playing game with an emphasis on crossing the streams. In this very special, incredibly long episode, Moto Rory and Frozen Fallout are joined by Madison Under Siege Vampire GM Amber for a raucous retrospective of the Madison Under Siege tabletop LARP. Hold tight to the railing as we trek deeper into the dark places as we attempt Crossing Darkness. All right, welcome to possibly one of the final episodes of Crossing Darkness. Uh, today I am joined by Josh and Amber, two of my fellow GMs for Madison Under Siege. I am Michael, otherwise known as Motorori, and uh, we're just going to do a retrospective on all of the Madison Under Siege games that we've run so far and uh, give you a little preview of what might be happening at uh, Gen Con this year. So, who wants to start off? All right. Um, well, so actually, um, Amber, why don't you introduce yourself? You haven't been on a podcast yet. Well, obviously I'm Amber. Uh, I didn't initially start this game as a GM. I started as a player. Uh, we'll get a little bit more into that later. But... The last three years have been fun, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, stressful, but exhilarating, and I really appreciate uh, having the opportunity to do this here. Yeah, and uh, so what are you going to be doing at Gen Con this year for the game? Uh, I am the GM for the Vampire Table. Okay, so let's start off with how did you start playing this game? I started as a player at the werewolf table. Okay. And and I was the GM of werewolf at the time. So this is two Gen Cons plus a few months ago. Uh, and what is it? We, we played two prelude games at a local hotel in Madison. Uh, so let's just start it off and say what happened at that first one. So you got the notes. So I think we should start off first with like a quick recap of what the history of our game is in comparison to World of Darkness, because we did decide to uh, update or tweak some of the scenery. Okay. Yeah, so um, so the big one is what, the, the vampires are pretty much the one that got the major makeover. Um, and then mages had a small makeover with the Avatar Storm. So we ended the Avatar Storm, we ended the Maelstrom, which affects Wraith as well. So now it's pocket Avatar Storms and pocket uh, Maelstroms that are happening here and there across the world, but it's not encompassing the whole planet anymore. But at the same time, then the vampires had something happen to them. Correct. It was... The Withering. The Withering, which... Uh, negated a lot of uh, generation boosts, uh, making them weaker. Right, so they didn't have generation anymore after that. They all went back to what we would consider like 15th generation according to the handbooks. And from 15th generation, they had to build themselves back up. They were at technically negative two blood potency um, during the withering. Um, so you were a really, really weak vampire. But as you developed your skills and used that blood and drank from werewolves and mages and drank lots of human blood or do, did whatever you did in order to continue to enhance your powers, you, you were able to go back up in generation um, and actually become 
more powerful. One of the big repercussions of this is that an antediluvian who was at third generation go, went to 15th generation. And no matter how old or awesome he was, there's reasons why you want to be higher or lower generation. And you don't want to be a 15th generation. Because um, you lose was, access to all of your powers. Yeah. How, how did that affect the game? I don't really remember um, that. That's basically when all hell breaks loose for the vampire community. Because the mages come back into play. Because uh, the Avatar Storm's gone. Um, werewolves are still around and doing their crazy thing. And the end of the world hasn't come for them yet. So they don't care at this point. They're going to kill tons of, of vampires that used to be badass and are no longer badass. Like... Um, you go from basically being able to have 10 in something as an antediluvian, but as you even get lower, it's just, you know, one dot lower. Um, and all of a sudden you had a strength of eight because you were, you know, a degeneration, and now all of a sudden you have a strength of five. Hmm. Oh, shit. My fortitude of eight is now fortitude of five. And I think even 13th gen or 15th generation might only be able to get up to, like, two or three dots. I can't remember what the specific mechanic is on that, but... I know that it sucks to be 15, more so than anything. <laughs> it appeared like you were both fighting the other supernaturals, but you were also fighting the vampire storm as well, because they would just vampirize each other. Right, they started eating each other's blood, because that's an mm -hmm. eat supernatural blood, or boosts up your supernatural thing, and they also did Diablery, which is stealing the soul. And stealing souls became much more prevalent because you weren't going after their generation anymore, you were going after their soul, the thing that attained, they, you retained some, like, discipline sometimes, stuff like that, but when you diablerize somebody, you gain some skills, depending on how powerful they were. So killing an antediluvian is still worth it. You don't get that generation boost, but you, or the blood potency will probably still go up, because it, they were a third generation, so it's better to eat them than it is to eat. So okay. it became even more taboo than it was before. If you're okay. into Delusion, anyway. <laughs> or so, Camarilla. So Camarilla like... went underneath a king, I think, is uh, was one of the things that we did. Um, we're not 100% sure on that. We don't have 100% records from that time, because it was such chaos. So um, at this point in time, what we do know, though, is that all hell break, broke loose. Uh, vampire population plummeted. Um, Madison's population survived it fairly well, actually. Um, we did lose yeah. a whole bunch of caitiff and stuff like that. But yeah, I the vampire population in Madison is surprisingly high. Right. And and getting their blood from banks sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I think the the players this year at Gen Con are probably going to find out what the what the actual backstory is on that. So that'll be fun. Right. Um, so that's. Uh, that was kind of the lead-up for the changes uh, of the game that we had. Uh, we had a new Horizon Council and the Rogue Council doing stuff during... And that all happened in 2005, okay. all at the same time. Okay. Uh, well, let's, Hunters came into play then. Yeah, so let, let's go back a little bit and kind of explain, you know, where, where this kind of all came from. Uh, the, the structure of the game is there are four tables. At least this is what, what happens at Gen Con. Uh, a table of werewolves, a table of vampires table of hunters and a table of mages right and they all exist as characters in madison wisconsin where we live because uh, we know the city and the whole point of it was to have long form games that involve both tabletop and larp and we called it tarp and it's worked pretty well uh 
And so we, we already went into kind of how we changed the history of Vampire. Um, I'm going to say... Not really changed we, as much as kind of added on, because Vampire, okay. at least tabletop, doesn't go beyond really 19... Yeah. Uh, okay. Even with Hunter and Demon and stuff, but yeah. But anyway, so given the structure of the game, let's go into the first Prelude game that we did prior to the first Gen Con game. Yep. So what was happening in Madison, and what time period was it? Let's get um, into that. Well, let's let's get into... I kind of want to hear from a player's perspective. Cause, so Amber played uh, Marco... I played both of those, the Prelude and the first uh, Gen Con game. Uh, as Marco Gray from the Werewolf Table, uh, who was a Shadow Lord. Um, it was... It was like nothing I've ever played before. And exciting. Uh, had to, like, constantly, like, do things. We had, like, what, about three people... Um, I think I had three or three or four werewolves the first game. So I was the werewolf GM at the Preludes and Gen Con 1. Uh, And yeah, so I had three or four werewolves. You're right. And you had about three or four mages, and we had about three or four uh, vampires, and like three or four hunters. I think we had about 12 or 13 people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Do we want to get into the plot of that game or. Um, well, what what did you you play Marco Gray? What was your point of view from as a player? What were you doing there as your character? You mean what my goals were? Right. What, what was your even back then? We had pre preset character sheets uh, that the GMs had created themselves, and when the players sat down, uh, you would look through your sheet and figure out what your motives were, what your backstory was, what your goals should be for that game type of deal. Uh, we've added a little bit more to that, but that was the basic concept of it. So, from a player standpoint, they gave it to you and then told you uh, these are basically like your 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 outline. Take the the character and make it your own. Uh, I loved my character, and I yeah. miss her so much. She was a she was a bitch. <laughs> so yeah. so explain a little bit about what did how did you see Marco Gray. What, what did Marco Gray do on a day-to-day kind of... So, like, uh, looking through her backstory, uh, the, the way she was awakened, her losing her father, uh, dealing with her chief, uh, seeing if you know anything about werewolves and shadow lords in general, you know they're, they're for power and trying to obtain it, but still respecting the guru. Uh, and she was yeah. a politician, wasn't she? Oh, yeah, yeah she's... she was actually, I wrote her as a, uh, a local alderman. Yeah. And uh, the guy who currently runs Werewolf, I remember him saying to me, that's impossible. That werewolf would go to one meeting and get so angry because it's politicians and she would kill everyone. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the, but the Shadow Lord, I think we, we, we all agree the Shadow Lord could pull it off. Uh... Ish. It depends you on know, the Shadow Lord in like her alignment. But I what I basically got from that character was you smile, you play the game, words are nothing but puzzles and chess pieces. Yeah. Get your powers in whatever way you can. Yeah. And I and I embodied that. Yeah. And then I gave you a gun. Oh yeah, Betsy. Tell us about Betsy. Betsy uh was my baby. 
he he was a baby blue sniper rifle, and when you fired her off, she would scream she, in a yeah. deep voice. Yeah, I think I yeah, Betsy. <laughs> yeah, and I and, told her both in humid and Kronos. Yes, I made it so it would change with you, uh, and but specifically if you shot it in uh, human form. It still yelled Betsy and caused the delirium in mortals. <laughs> so it was really, really, <laughs> it was OP, but don't use it in front of, uh, in front of humans. Yeah, uh, interestingly. But anyway, so we should get into the plot of the, right. the first So the game. overall plot is what? The word, right? Uh, the, uh, Neverborn. The, the Neverborn. Neverborn okay. that is coming, it's, uh, it went into the digital web from the Dark Umbra. It was coming through the digital web into the Umbra. And then into and then it was coming to Earth. Yes. And that was how it how it was going to make itself manifest completely on Earth, uh, so that it can escape the maelstroms that are happening. Because uh, they're not it's not a constant maelstrom anymore, but there's maelstroms happening at this point in time, still. And there's one coming for it, basically. Yeah. Um, and so it's trying to get out. So from a mage perspective, we had to deal with the digital web a bunch. And there was a bunch of wraiths that were coming into the digital web and a bunch of deals that were made um, in order to safeguard the digital web that game. Um, and that's basically what the mages did the entire time. And then they went with the rest of the supernatural to be like, okay, let's, uh, and we'll get to what the end up of the wrap up of that game. Because in yeah. that game, we kind of were really separated from each other. And then at the end, we kind of got everybody together to decide on how to fight the Neverborn. And so um, so that's that's Mage. Um, you kind of know a little bit about werewolves, so we'll, yeah, from a so werewolf let's see. perspective, as um, you GM'd it. Yeah, so what do we, what do we have in the notes on, on the werewolf? So I remember there was a fae that was killed at the castle. Okay. I remember yeah, specifically, that's what it was. like, my character, again, love is, any information is good information, Oh, what was the year two thousand eleven? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Act so, 10 so happening. I should I should explain this. So this this was an idea that I've had for a long time, where the Act Ten protests in Wisconsin in two thousand eleven, when Governor Scott Walker uh, basically took away a bunch of collective bargaining rights from teachers, uh, resulted in a giant protest that culminated one day with at least 80,000, and some of the number estimates were up to 120,000, of people walking around the Capitol, holding signs and saying, Recall Walker. And I was like, this is a spell, and somebody evil is doing this. So uh, we can reveal right, this, right? Right, yeah. This, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so we can reveal this. Uh, the backstory is... Uh, Recall Walker is actually an ancient demonic uh, tongue. It's it's a saying, and it actually means "Arise, beast! I give you my power." Right. Uh, so Recall Walker is uh, just words in a demonic tongue or something right. like and that. And so the demons are and tricking all of these yeah, people. Yeah. They they there was a plan over hundreds of years to make the word "recall" mean what it meant uh, politically, and then they had to find a guy named. Walker, and then they had to get him recalled, and and then they had to make people pissed off enough to walk around, uh, 
Yeah, we know about the super node in the right. game, right? Yeah, okay, at, so at there's at this point we definitely yeah, know the super There's a super right. node in the capital. Right. They in, didn't know in about Madison. this at the time. They did uh, not. Only the players JD, did not. Um, bites the fire, which nobody uh, ever bites played. the flame. Bites the flame, and uh, Rebecca Troy and Tori Redford. Yeah. The members of the Gahara Pact, right. which we'll come back we will later. get to later. Right. There's, there's, um, there's a whole thing about these. Uh, a secret group. But anyway, so there's a super node in the capital that's being obscured by supernatural powers of the Gahara Pact. And, but the bad guys knew it was there the whole time, and they orchestrated this thing and got a bunch of people to walk around the capital and say, Recall Walker had nothing to do with Walker or Act 10. It was all a demonic spell to put energy into we don't know yet. And my mages found this out. Yes, the mages figured it out, kind of. Figured uh, out enough. They didn't they know exactly enough. what was going on or why, but they knew it was a spell and they didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, at the beginning of the Act 10 protests, uh, the werewolves, I was running the werewolf table, in the Umbra found uh, a fae eviscerated and hung from a tree in uh, around the capital in the Umbra. And they investigated it they went to a strip club and found a mage that was hired to kill a fae he was given a special knife uh some other stuff happened and then eventually they find out about the neverborn uh, i can't remember it was so long ago yeah uh, this was this was a good year almost before gen con like <laughs> right after gen a... con 2015 i was like we need to do a four table game yeah and it was like, okay, so like like January or something like that, we did this game. Yeah, it was um, pretty early, wasn't it? And then we did another one in like May, and yeah. that was the second game. Um, and I remember uh, the main thing about it was the Neverborn type stuff. And then the Hunters was run by Brian. Yeah. We don't remember much. Because Brian's not here I today. do remember that we, I specifically, uh, Marco Gray, forced a couple, one specific hunter, John. <laughs> to come with me, I investigated basically alone because I think at that time both of the other werewolves had left. Uh, yeah, we yeah. did have uh, we had some little, uh, player leaving. Yeah, we had well, we had players that not leaving, but uh, they, had, they, had, they had, had other stuff to they, do. Well, uh, wasn't it uh, Charles actually? I think Charles there, had to leave, and he had to leave because uh, his, uh, <laughs> his his wife uh, or well girlfriend. They're, I mean, they're still together. Right. Basically, Their girl, his girlfriend. His girlfriend. Uh, she had gone kayaking and got stranded <laughs> somewhere. Right. He had to go pick her up. <laughs> and it was just like one of those freak acts. Yeah, he just got a call. He's like, I have to go pick Samantha up. Uh, she went too far down the river. <laughs> right. Which is, you know, so we had some interesting thing. And, uh, and then, um, yeah, no, and then yeah. that was a different game. Anyway, so. Go back to the node. Uh, we stopped the chant, or no. We changed we it. Changed the it. mages changed it. Right, to fight Walker, right? Kick out Walker. Kick out Walker. And so we don't know what that did, which actually, uh, since you we never used it. You know what, that might come no. up in this year's game. Maybe we'll use this year's game. But they changed the chant. Put all the callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it all back. Um, but yeah, so, so then it was the, the baby. Oh yeah, so, so they had to get into the Dark Umbra. So in order to get into the Dark Umbra, JD gathered up. So JD is this, uh, it's technically, um, it's quite, yeah, it's the Um 
JD is technically at this point in time he's alive, um, and he is Blame James Doty, who is a really ancient mage that we made in our game. Basically, this whole concept that this this dude has set up Madison, and he's the one who's kind of running everything. He's the leader of the the Kahara Pact, a secret small organization at this time, just uh, two people from each faction. Uh, so two werewolves, two vampires, two mages, and two hunters. Um, hunters replaced the wraith, uh, and so hunters came into being in two thousand. And there's a whole st- backstory of basically a, uh, a school that got created for the hunters. But in any case, um, they all gathered. So all of these, uh, the Gahara Pack kind of broke secrecy, but not really at this point by by getting everybody together and being like, okay, we need to get to the Dark Umbra. In order to do that, I need everybody's blood. Yeah. Um, and so everybody kind of discussed it, and they were like, no, isn't there another way? And I was like, yeah, well, you could crush a baby. Like an innocent, poor little child. And they were like, yeah, we'll do that. Hold you know, on, there was, hold on. There, there was, was dissent. There was, there was a little dissent. bit more to that information before you think all of us people are just monsters. We're not all evil. When he baby. says... It's not a real baby. When and these guys are kind of monstrous. It's the world of dark. But go ahead, Marco. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he was referring to getting all the blood together, it wasn't just like you put it into a bat and you wave your hands and you're wearing the umbra. We had to give all of the blood from all the other factions to a vampire who could get enough power to open up a portal into the umbra. And right, that's where we had the problem was. Right. It, was, yeah. it all fell onto Rebecca, who is a Tremere... Um, and and she was one of the Gahara pack, um, but JD said he couldn't do it. Like and so, the mages didn't trust it. The werewolves didn't trust it because they had they had their dude there, right? But he was like, I don't even trust one. I want to like. I want to say the werewolves at some point were like, yeah, we'll do the blood thing, but then, but it was the mages that came up with the Literally baby. At that point, I was. The mages came up with the second no. way of doing oh, okay. it. So the mages were one like... Baby okay, my recollection of it was one of the mages was like, does it have to be like a, a baby with a brain? And you were like, no. So they just like found, yes. a, they found a brain dead baby yes. and everybody was like, well... Yes, that's it right Okay. There. Yep. Yep, it was like, okay... It was like loopholes within loopholes, and everybody was kind of like, okay with it. Yeah, we we got it to the point where the mages had paradigmed it to the point where it was like, so it's not really a baby anymore, right? It's just a blood thing for us to do stuff with, which is horrible. I mean, normally when you have to sacrifice a baby for something, it's, philosophically, it's, you're destroying the potential of of a long, fulfilling life. And apparently that's not what it was. You just had to kill a baby. It had, so it was the just... loophole here, though, is the mages had the ability to fix that baby. Well, they just way. didn't? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the point. Is that, the, I mean, like, they, like, they have high-powered I mean, magic. I mean, they can do that, but... Okay. <laughs> but in any case. Um, the, right. it was, Off that's the rails. The what, what did we do after we killed the baby and opened the portal? Okay, after we killed the baby and opened the portal, we went to the uh, Dark Umbra, and this portal allowed for, and the JD's magic allowed for, her magic, and the, the whole thing allowed for everybody to go there, and we killed the last chunk, uh, the, the, yeah. the, the origin point of the Neverborn before it could get all the way through 
the Umbra into the real world to the yeah. dark Umbra to the digital web. To the well, we Umbra. had to we had to kill the the thing in each section. Right, and that was like the right. mechanic that we used. Yes, and uh, but uh, yes, and then that but that was the final section. It was the vampires and maybe some mages, but I think it was yeah. like vampires. Well, the mages killed mages it in, in the, the digital, digital web. web. With werewolves in the Umbra, hunters in yeah. We did do the split table for that. Yeah, that was the split and, table ending, which is now, what we're doing. But now the thing is, the the werewolves were supposed to fight it in the Umbra, and I didn't actually run that because it was just <laughs> one werewolf. And I was like, you just you went and clawed at it for a while, and everything's fine. Uh, <laughs> but but we did uh, we did kind of. Uh, we said that there would be like hundreds of ways. I but now the other my connections for the next game, basically. Yeah, but now I think I did try to run because the hunters were going to fight it on the frozen surface of Lake Mendota. Yes, and yes. that kind of did happen. And they like shot oh yeah, down. they like just set up a bunch of turrets and just shot um, it. And... and then one of the mages, unknown, the same uh, mage that did the whole like. It's got to be, or you know, what about brain dead one? Um, was uh, he did the whole thing in the digital web where he got the the true name of the creature, and I was like, okay, so you guys can now just beat the living shit out of it in the digital web. Right? They like eradicated it from the digital web really easily. Yeah. And hunters had the Humvee with the fucking Gatling gun on there. Yeah. And actually, uh, and later I added some flavor text because. There's a werewolf character with a very special sword. Uh, his name is Hrik Najam. He's a silent strider. And he, uh, you know, finishing his battle in the Umbra, went back to the real world on the surface of Lake Mendota and ran and jumped and cut the, the Neverborn in half with his sword. Um, I think it's called Starfire or something like that. Anyway, it's not important. Well, there's... Yet. Yeah. Spoiler. No. That's not a that's... spoiler. Everybody knows he has that sword. Me saying it's a spoiler not makes it a spoiler. No. <laughs> Everything's a spoiler. Everything's a spoiler. It's all spoiled. Anyway. anyway. Uh, yeah. so Any, anything else from else, that what game? Else, uh, any, yeah. I think that's it for me. I think that was I the... I don't remember much else. I mean, it was, it was cool. There's like 12, 13 people that went down to like 8 at the end. But whatever. We had a bunch of fun. We had... Oh, one thing I remember very distinctly. One thing that I remember very distinctly about this game was that we had um, two people who had never LARPed or played Dungeons and Dragons or, or any other or kind of, of pen, and pen and paper or really table. Like, I mean, I think maybe Catan might be like their level. Um, and even you had played Dungeons I've and Dragons, never played like a whole World bunch, of Darkness. but you hadn't played World of Darkness at right. this at that game. You had never this, played World of Darkness. Literally, this game was the first time that I ever picked up World of Darkness. Right, but you'd played uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. So you had a, like a pretty good concept. You hadn't LARPed or anything, but you never LARPed. So and we had some LARPing that definitely took place in this. Uh, it was a lot of in character kind of uh, actions, and we had uh, two of my friends that came in. And her and her wife uh, were really awesome. They uh, I vaguely remember that. You sure that's not the second game? I'm pretty sure the. Oh, that might be the second game. This is what happens when you, you know what? archive stuff. We don't Let's archive. just go ahead and transition to the Let's second game. Let's go to the second game. Okay. Then. So, so the second either game. they were part of that one or this one. They were part of the second game. I think it was they the, were second part of the second game. Okay. All right. So the second game uh, involved uh, a murder mystery. Right. And who exactly was Jarrell? 
So Terrell is the mage of uh, the virtual adepts, I want to say. I, I might be wrong on that, and that... Terrell was one of the Council Council of Nine mages. I believe he... Um, so all the Council of Nine at this point is corrupt, led by a guy named Alexander, who uh, is actually uh, John Smith, who... Uh, what was it? Uh, the Mormon Church no, the Johnson. The, the, the Senator Johnson. No, it was Senator Johnson. And I totally didn't know... I did know, but I didn't know like that there's a Senator Johnson. From Wisconsin. From Wisconsin. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, so he's not from Wisconsin. It's like, because, you know, I don't want to like, I mean, maybe, but any case, um, Senator Johnson is the leader of, of Madison, a technocrat, okay, and a handy okay. spy. Everybody knows this that's a player, but the Council of Nine that runs Madison is all Nathandi and all corrupted by this guy. Terrell was one of the few that wasn't corrupted. So through a series of actions, um, Senator Johnson kills this mage using um, Zachariah, who is uh, a hunter. Um, This hunter has been hunting for Terrell for a long time for, for false reasons. He thought that this guy is the what made him a hunter and that he commanded Black Spiral Dancers. When really Terrell was in that fight trying to kill the Black Spiral Dancers and save Zachariah, but didn't know what happened with Zachariah and just both of them got the fuck out of there. This was a Vietnam or Vietnam or Vietnam uh, fight or something like that that happened. I would like Zachariah. to pause and note out that as a player character, this is all uh, like GM recollection of that. As a player, all we knew is that some dude named Terrell was dead. Right, at the very beginning. And honestly, I don't remember that. And, and so. <laughs> yeah. But no, there was, the Terrell died, um, and then Zachariah was uh, uh, later on found out. At this point in time in the game, though, nobody knew why this guy died. So everybody was doing the murder mystery of why was Terrell killed. We do know that the hunters were investigating it and trying to peek it in-house because they thought, or... Uh, Mage had said that the resonance left over from that fight was only something a hunter could create. Right. Yeah. And so everybody implicated the hunters. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that second game, um, there was a lot of just LARPing that we did if I remember correctly. It wasn't, uh, we didn't really have very many combat scenes or anything. It was all about, like, we tested out some of the downtime stuff, maybe? Well, yes. Uh, I, th- I believe that was, like, the first time we mm-hmm. implemented, like, the downtime sheet. A downtime sheet. sheet. I yeah. think and we used also, that. I mean, like, we did do a couple uh, combat scenes at the werewolf table that yeah. I ran. Um, but, yes. But yeah, it was, it was heavy just just find out why because this was where we created the clue matrix. From this we created the most complicated. It wasn't created here, it was based on what we did here. Yeah. Because we didn't go crazy where we had fifty like seriously, I think at Gen Con one we had what, hundred and twenty clues or something like that? It was a lot, it was actually. A lot. It was a and lot. And we kept writing more and at we the kept end. A, it, well we had to like throw out ninety percent of them and just make them up on the fly because the player was like 
I don't want anything to do with this. I want I want foods this way. And it's yeah, like, remind uh, me to. Shit. Well, actually, <laughs> it takes no time to tell it. Uh, one of the clues that I gave in that game was the city father of Casablanca hasn't been seen, and that turned into okay. me having to tell Amber <laughs> to that it wasn't fair. important. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I'm just trying to come up with fun things for you I to look at. I literally said that as a character, especially as a Shadow Lord who loves secrets, there is no such thing fun as f- bad information. Fun fact. You tried Madison to get... The Siege has more red herrings than we have Everybody troops. on a plane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To see what and when all our fun facts... Are all I, red herrings turn into real clues because we have to use them eventually? I don't want to go on this tangent for too long. Okay. But the whole idea was that the um, the silent striders had essentially abandoned Casablanca, or was it Cairo? It might be Casablanca. It's oh, Cairo. Whatever, yeah, Cairo. Wherever yeah. their shit is. No, Ky- oh, it's uh, silent strider, Cairo. Yeah, okay, Cairo. Yeah, Cairo. Cairo. Okay. They had abandoned Cairo. that place. Uh, to come to Madison to fight Set, which we'll right. get to later. And because of that, the city father had been killed in in their hometown. But if he'll he'll reform eventually. You know, he's just a spirit. That's how it works. And Amber was like telling everybody we need to get on a fucking plane <laughs> and go there <laughs> to on. deal with it. To and I was like I was just did we or did we not have a conversation after the whole da- dagger scene the previous Okay, and that happened Red in this game. Yes. It did? I believe yeah, so. So, Red so of, the second of the cell no phone. So the second prelude game, there was uh, a thing that happened and you saw a person with something shiny and you rolled really low so I told you, you think it's a knife. Yes. And you followed that clue to the end of the game where I had to tell you at the end that was just a cell phone and it had nothing to do with the plot. Red herrings. And then I, re- and then I found don't out, don't do things. red herrings. Don't do red herrings. Um, and even if you do a red herring, make it not a red herring. Yeah. Like, it's just like, if you fucked up and you put a red yeah. herring in there and they you followed it, it's no longer people. a red herring, it's the main quest. Yeah. It's the, it's the well, I couldn't change it at everything. that point. Um, <laughs> I was in a cave of darkness, and you showed me one so, little sliver of light. So, I ran with in it. the end, we don't remember much from from the second game. Well, I, I can give a quick well, summary yeah, of the werewolf okay, stuff. Go yeah. ahead. I don't remember much at all from the. To be honest, I. It, okay, so the. I, do you want to do the? Actually, do you guys want to pause? Yeah, I want to pause. Alright, so we're back. So I'm going to start with my quick summary of the second prelude game. So I was running Werewolf. Started out with, uh, they were, they had some information about a black spiral hive that had showed up on the south side of Madison. And they went and they uh, actually found some, uh, some clue. Uh, and Walter was with them at the time. Uh, most of the middle stuff doesn't matter. It culminated in uh, fighting uh, some stuff in uh, a corrupted cairn where there was a crane spirit. And uh, so there were a bunch of black spiral dancers. 
And there was also Royd Quake, who is one of my big bads. And it's it's okay to spoil it now. He is not only a skin dancer, which is a, uh, a kinfolk who steals a bunch of werewolf skins and turns himself into a werewolf and is immediately completely worm-tainted. Uh, um, but, but he had also been... He had done it twice, and he did it with a werebear. So he was a half... Or he was both a skin dancer for werewolf and a skin dancer for werebears. And he has a, a, a gigantic war form, which he did not reveal in this particular episode. Uh, and so the entire thing culminates with this fight with a bunch of Black Spiral dancers. And uh, Walter Christofson, who is the leader of the werewolves for like the entire region of Wisconsin and the upper Midwest, fights Roydquake. And at the culmination of that fight, Mariko Gray takes out Betsy and shoots at Roydquake. Or does she? Because Roydquake knew that she was going to shoot him. And he is able to move Walter in between him and the bullet, and Walter dies. But the thing is, Mariko Gray had it built into her character that she wanted Walter to die. And it was kind of worked out with Roydquake ahead of time that he was going to give her that opportunity and make it plausibly deniable. And it worked. Granted, at that time, I did not realize that this was going to be the defining moment. I was just thinking of cleaning up loose ends versus uh, naming uh, my contact with Road Quake, who is obviously a spy, uh, black spiral dancer on top of all the wonderful stuff you've already listed off. Uh, so, yeah. That moment was very dramatic. Yeah, and, and Walter died. He did. And uh, and we had a, uh, a funeral moot for him at the beginning of the first Gen Con game. It was very sad. It was very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we... <coughs> so, yeah, so from here we should transition into the first Gen Con game. Yes, I feel like that was... Let's see here. The only other thing was is that pretty much my mages found out that their all the council was corrupt, which they kind of just already knew. At so before point. we finish off talking about the preludes, let's recap again. Who were the, the GMs for each table? Okay, so I was uh, werewolf mm -hmm. in the second game. I was mage in the second game. And then we also had Brian, who was hunter, hunter. and Jerome was vampire. Jerome Correct. was vampire, and all the same GMs at Gen Con the first year. Right, so the first three games were run by the first three, uh, the, the same GMs each year. Yeah. Correct. Okay, so so I'd like to start out by pointing out the the time frame of the Gen Con games the first year. Uh, so we came up with the idea that we were not only going to get free badges from Gen Con for running games, but we were going to get reimbursed for hotels. So... In order to get reimbursed for hotels, we had to have, what, 200 hours worth of game time? Yeah. Okay. So the way that they calculate it is it's the number of hours of your game 
times the number of players that you would allow into your game. So we scheduled two 10-hour games with 10 players each at four different tables so that each of the four GMs could get a total of 200 hours. That's 20 total game hours times 10 potential players, uh, which actually only happened at the mage table, if I remember. Mage table had 10, and we sent two of them over to the vampires because they only had three. Yeah, and I so think. So we brought them up to five by having uh, that. And then Werewolf had, what, five or six? Uh, the first day we had six, I want to say. It was uh, Marco Gray, Fuzzy, played by Claire. Our detective. Uh, uh, Klaus Thorsten. Uh, the monk. Linji Howe, the monk. And... Um. And then, something we haven't talked about yet, Gen Con Year One, we let people build characters. How stupid were we <laughs> I mean, to let them do that? I don't think we were stupid, but we, it's, it's, um, it's something that, to, unless, you're, unless, you're sub, unless you know that these people are going to be around for every game and they're they're solid on returning and they're uh they're building a book for you and they're doing a lot of work for yeah. you which a couple of our players did um it's it's a lot of work to work with somebody remotely that's only going to be coming to gen con basically yeah. and so it became one of these issues of like the more that a player wanted to get involved the more that they wanted to i want to say game the system yeah Use the system to create a character that's very um, unrealistic is the way that I kind of look at a lot of, of player-built characters. It's smart. Uh, it, it's by the rules. Um, and usually it's by the rules more powerful than had that person been a real person. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the world of darkness, so it kind of what we're doing with a lot of our templated characters is we're making really powerful characters, but sometimes they have humanish qualities about them. Just because they have a power that says that they have empathy that's needed for the power doesn't mean that they have empathy, because maybe that character doesn't do that. It's not an empathetical character. Even though its power wants it, it's not going to do it, because most players will look at it and say, I want, I want this power to be really good. Yeah. I, I will say that I probably missed that in a lot of my character creation because I didn't look at what the roles were for a lot of their gifts specifically. Right, we didn't care what the powers um, were. We cared about what your character would have based on yeah. who you were. Yeah, and, and I wrote all the backstories. Um, but anyway, so uh, so I was, I'm, I'm just going to tell you about the three characters that I actually talked to um, that I allowed to make their own. So the first guy actually played Klaus Thorsten, and that interaction was, hey, I want to play Klaus Thorsten. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. Do you want to make any changes to it? And I can't remember if he did or not. So he pretty much just took the character that I wrote. However, there was a, so there was a guy that played a mage at your table, mm -hmm. and his wife and his son wanted to play werewolves. And... We had given them the option to create characters. So I think it was Bathes in Blood and something else. Yeah. Uh, the So let me preface this. It wasn't one of them, was it? I don't remember, honestly. But let me let me preface it with 
they had a good time and they were great players. Yes. They they were wonderful. They were adorable. The the weird part for me was it it feels like they had never actually played werewolf before and if they had it was uh no, it was not. They played uh, LARP because this oh, was is it? part of LARP. Oh, okay. Because the thing you yeah, because their backstory the was that they had gotten bit. That they had gotten bit. Yeah. And um, from my now having played in LARP, that is a flaw that you can take is that you oh, are really? worse than a medis. You are a bitten. Oh. Um, because <clears throat> from my understanding is is that LARP has taken it so. We play, uh, we play pen and paper, technically, is what, what the technical term is for the setting that we use. Yeah. Our pen and paper setting doesn't move, even in Werewolf, the Apo- or Werewolf 20th Anniversary Edition, um, unless you get some of the additional books for it. And even then, um, from my understanding, is that they don't move the timeline forward. They don't tell you that the Werewolf the Apocalypse book d- didn't happen. But according to the Werewolf Apocalypse book, there is supposed to be a thinning of the ability to make werewolves. Like, that they, yeah. they stopped being able to produce them sexually, and that werewolf took into this concept that there is something of the bitten now. Where when you bite something, it actually does um, possibly change you in to a werewolf. Um, and oh, okay. there's well, a bunch of theory behind why that is. Okay. And it's nice. Well, so regardless of that, at, at the very least, the, the backstories that they had given me uh, uh, kind of didn't make sense in, in my paradigm for, for Werewolf. Um, but when they got to the table, uh, you know, like I said, they were great players. They went along with everything and they were they had a lot of fun. Um, and in fact, so the first thing that I did at Gen Con first year, first game, uh, Walter had just died. And so I had a funeral for him. And the the wife, who had made, I, I think, made some blood, I was like, so in our email exchange, I was like, you know, hey, this this Walter guy, you know, because you, you said you want to be a, a mystic. How about I make it so you were kind of like his, uh, one of his pupils, and, uh, and you're learning rights from him. And so when she got there to the game, I'm like, can you run a funeral moot? And she was like, no. And I'm like, I'll run you through it. And it was, I mean, I just pretty much made it up on the spot. And it was just, but, but by the end of it, we were pounding the table and oh, yeah. yelling Walter. And, oh, man, everybody got into oh, yeah. it. Such a sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. And, and Amber's there playing Marco Gray saying, it up. I'm sure glad he's dead. No, no, I was very sympathetic and sad and felt for my fellow wolves. <laughs> felt for the sadness. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so the first beginning of it basically was what we had set up where we let everybody kind of get to know who their character was and go around and talk to other people if they wanted to. And we only had like 30, I think we don't know, 24, 25 people. Yeah, it was about 24 people. And so it was pretty good. Um, but we, because yeah, it was about, it was like, Ten for me, five, five, and delay, or like six, and like three, six. Yeah, because vampire only got like three, right? Right, and hunter, or werewolf, and hunter. Hunter had a whole bunch. He had like eight. Yeah, I think um, so. Um, Brian had eight, and so from what I remember of the beginning of that is that we all kind of jumped right into this concept of um, 
there's something going on that's kind of spectacular in the sense that um, that set is returned. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so everybody started getting seated, all these clues that set, and we created this clue matrix. And it was about this concept that everybody was going to get a piece of the puzzle. And during the game, they would have to talk to each other in order to create a j- jigsaw puzzle, basically, yeah. picture. Um, and it, it worked out fairly well, except for we didn't use 90% of the pre-made clues that we had, I would say. Like, not 90 I mean, at this like, point, it's, it's vague recollections, so... <laughs> I remember specifically me and Joanne getting ready to go out and, like, have fun before uh, game night. And it was you and Josh and Jerome uh, and Brian. Brian running his hands through his non-existent hands, stressing the F out because secrets weren't done. Clues weren't done. Clues aren't done. We don't have enough. I do remember that because we sat down at a table in the hotel we were at. And we sat there and we wrote shit to use in the game the next day. Yeah. (laughs) It was... Yeah, we were stressed out. It was the first year we were doing it. We didn't know who was going to show up. Yep, we didn't. We, um, we hadn't solidified a clue matrix concept. We dulled out this new back downtime system, and we we didn't play LARP, so we don't know what down. Like everybody in LARP now that we play more of it, um, and World of Darkness, it's like it's pretty common actually to have downtime actions and do these things once a month or once every other week or whatever that you need to turn in your downtimes. <clears throat> We didn't know what the hell that was. We just made it up on the spot. We're like, you get like yeah, we just, seven actions yeah. to spend. You can spend willpower to do oh, extra yeah. ones. Willpower to do extra ones. So we made up this convoluted where LARP does like you get like three or five actions like type of thing, and yeah. that's like the most like that's you know it. We did this like it's like fun out of application. Right, you didn't use half the page. <laughs> By the time you like. Like, especially as a new player, like, I wrote down, like, a sentence, and it was like, okay, I'm going to w- w- wait around now, because uh, nobody's done yet. <laughs> right, because there was a lot of writing that some people did on those downtime. Well, some people did a lot right, of writing. They did a lot of live writing. And my suggestion would be that this year we are doing downtimes again, but, but we, <clears> we, want a, we want a sentence. Yes. Uh, more than yeah. we want a paragraph. We don't want you to explain as much of, uh, you know, why you're capable of doing something, I guess, in downtimes, as much as I want to know what you're doing. Yeah. Because I understand you're capable of a lot, and you might interpret the character different than me, but as long as it makes sense, I'm, yeah. I don't want to have to go back to somebody and say, this downtime doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm going to either approve it, or I'm going to say it fails because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And most people, they shouldn't be, like, surprising us with crazy stuff because most of the downtime stuff is investigating the clues that we've already given them. Uh, right. For the most part. And this time we're not Sometimes. doing a clue matrix for this game. So, but in, in the original game, we did a clue matrix that we, and we did want to accept the concept that players are going to be very outside of the box. And so we made up a lot of clues. Um, yeah, that we were, did. That was... Too much um and it was in the basis of what i got was a, that a lot of times in the downtime i would just say yes like i want to yeah. provide armor and reploids to the hunters yes yeah done like you, you actually i remember one specific one where uh so amber your character and uh and 
uh, Fuzzy, who was played by Claire yes. in year one. My Claire Ball. And she, oh, she was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you guys got along so well in the real world. Oh, yeah. But in the game world, you guys hated, hated each, each other. other. So, so there was one specific clue where you guys were like both like working it from different angles. And so I wrote down the, the information that you both would get. And then I ripped the card in half and gave you each half. So I was like, <laughs> you have to work together now. Because you have to like put this together. <laughs> yeah. Barely did. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was day one or day two. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so so yeah, day one. So yes, let's, yeah. let's get back on track. So day let's get one, to what actually happened? Um, pretty much, we have the mages that are um, every. Uh, the big thing here is that the main thing that happens here, more than anything else, is everybody's kind of po- politically getting into their character, getting what's going on, and then all of the leaders die. The mages, the vampires, the werewolves, and the hunters' leader, not necessarily leader leader, but uh, the person behind the scenes. For example, Rebecca Troy was a Tremere who was not yeah. running Madison. Tori Redford, her yeah. backup, was running Madison, which is a gang rel. Well, it was um, specifically the reps to the Gahara Pact. Which right. we're going to explain. Should we explain it now? Let's explain it now. We should probably now. explain it now. Because okay. this is yeah. where we're at. So the Gahara Pact, uh, who wants to... I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. Okay, so a long time ago, we created this backstory. Uh, actually, we created it somewhat when you made uh, we made the vampire game the previous year to this Gen Con that we're talking right, about. Right, the thing that um, kick-started this whole thing. So the idea is there is something called a super node, and it's, you know, super compared to other magical nodes. Right, and there's one in there's one in Madison, right? The other super nodes that may or may not exist are being used by extremely powerful beings. This one in Madison had been obscured for a long time by, by something the, the called, rain. well, and the Gahara yeah. Pact uh, for a long time. Because we came up with the idea that like the Gahara Pact had been so, around for a, a long time beforehand? Um, it depends. So there's there's the the super far long ago one that goes back to like BC era. Yeah, or and that was like, like a werebear. Yeah, it was, uh, but in any case, we'll, we'll skip that. Because okay, we that's can skip not, that. Th- not that important. Okay, the big one so, was that the capital sets on fire. Yeah, okay. So, so JD and, Tr- and well, Tori. Uh, well, let's explain who they, they are. So, so before the colonization of the United States, this supernote had been here for a long time and it was kind of obscured by the wraith that lived here. Right. Right. And then a mage from Europe named JD theorizes the existence of supernodes and goes out to search for one because he's like, I think it's being obscured and I know the clues. Right. So he comes to the Madison area and he basically finds one. Right. And he's got this plan. He wants the power of the supernode, but he needs help, mm-hmm. right? Because, because the Shadowlands is where it's currently residing more than anything. It's being yes. pulled it's, it's, there by the and, and the Wraith City is actually being powered by this thing, right? right? So uh, we use actual history. Uh, the, the guy that kind of makes Madison the capital of Wisconsin is... Um, James Doty. James Doty. And he buys all the land, and he figures out where the capital's going to be. He lays out all the streets. Anyway, it's all a ruse so that he can steal this supernode. 
Because right. he has to build a building around it first. And he builds the first capital or gets it built or whatever. And then him and his Tremere friends... Uh, but yeah, it's a, yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's all kind of fuzzy, whatever. Right. Um, him and his Tremere friends... Uh, what was her name? Um, Rebecca Troy. Rebecca Troy. They come up with this ritual to steal the node away from the race. Right, because she knew him as an Order of Hermes mage before she was a Tremere. Yes. And she chose to become a Tremere because she was like, eternal life and blood magic sounds good to me. Fuck the Order of Hermes. Yeah. And James Doty is kind of part of the Order of Hermes, but he's one of those, like, like I'm going to do my own thing Order of Hermes, so he's rare in the sense that he doesn't conform to the rest of, he doesn't go to, yeah. like, you know, he doesn't deal with the rest of the Order of Hermes very much um, until he does this. Yeah. And anyway, so, so they get all their stuff together and they do the ritual. But it fails because they didn't know how powerful the super node was. And, and how powerful the wraith was that yeah. was protecting it, Gahara. Yeah. Uh, yes, Gahara, uh, the wraith. Anyway, um, so they do the ritual and shit kind of hits the fan. Uh, so Gahara presents himself and JD and uh, Rebecca Troy are like, fuck you, we want this, this energy. And Gahara's like, fuck you, this is mine. Uh, we haven't really worked all of this out, right? Well, but, but also, but also, the werewolves show up, and it's right. actually not Walter; it's a it's a different guy. Oh, it They're, is a different guy. Yeah, the, it's passed down the lineage. Yeah, there's, I, there's a name somewhere in the documents for him. All the other ones. But anyway, so werewolves show up because there's a <laughs> fucking giant beacon of light in the Umbra, because it because when JD did that, all the obscuring spells kind of broke. Right. Right. The werewolves show up, and they're and like reality's kind of ripping apart. Yeah, and and. And essentially what happens, and this is 1914, I want to say? say 1914, I don't know. Or uh, maybe 1904? I you got the history book there. I do have the history book here. But anyway, that's when the actual capital burns day. down in Wisconsin, historically. Uh, but anyway, so they all get together, and they're, they're kind of fighting around the, the energy of this node. And eventually, Gahara's just like, look. Hold on, hold on. 1904 is when this happened. Okay, so 1904, February 26th. Yeah. Is when all of this stuff happened. Okay. And this is well after Wisconsin becomes a state, but they still haven't just like chosen a capital. It's, right. it's a long time ago, whatever. Uh, anyway, so they're, they're fighting, and long story short, they have an agreement, and they call it the Gahara Pact. Right. Now, was it because Gahara said, all right, children, chill out, or was. For the most part. Well, I would say Gahara, JD are probably the two most powerful entities in this group. Um, Rebecca Troy and the werewolves are uh, really powerful as well because I believe that we were, we're, at least the idea from from my point of view was that we would have rank six legendary people in charge of this stuff. But I think we over the years it, it's gone down to rank five um, and even to rank four to to control over the, the representative. Yeah. But uh, but so there's there's two aspects to the Gahara Pact. They they all it's all based on the fact that they know that no single member of the pact can control that much power. Right. Right. Even if the Wraith admitted it, that they The can. only reason JD was able to find it was because only the Wraith were obscuring it. Right. Right? And so there is, there's rights and there's responsibilities. The responsibility is you, 
use the type of power that your faction has to obscure the power of the node from the rest of the world so that nobody else tries to come and take it. Right. And the right is that you get to use the power of an almost unlimited energy source to do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> so, so there's some weird shit going on here, right. which goes back to the 77 square miles surrounded by reality that Madison has become in the modern age. Right. And so the werewolves, uh, what did they get out of it? The, the, the way that I wrote it, they have been able to stave off the idea of worm spirits becoming tainted. They have, Madison has a lot of uncorrupted worm spirits. They work like the worm is supposed to. So in reality, what's happening in Madison is that the weaver is a little more sane. Uh, but, you know... The rest of the world being what it is, it uh, it doesn't look great. It's just slightly better. Right. And so then the hunters, they got out of this... Uh, let's see. So what did I write for the hunters eventually? Uh, the, their power on their character sheet is called Conviction. And I basically said, mm, you can just get as much of that as you want. It... It's a little more complicated than that. But, right, there's uh, an obelisk, there's a training room, there's a... Yeah, they, they do get a lot of power, and their responsibility is also very important. So they get a lot of leeway from the other supernatural Speaking, groups. or nice segue into talking about some of the things that have updated, especially during that first year of Gen Con. Uh, oh wait, no, that, that would be the second year, wouldn't it? It would be the second year, because I wasn't doing Hunter yet. You're right. Okay, my bad. And so, in fact, Hunter at the time was more like, uh, Brian called it more like uh, Xavier's School for the Gifted. And uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I changed that up a little bit, but we'll talk about that when we get to second So it year. is still technically a lot more updated than what Hunters usually deal with. Because usually they're like solitary. Oh, yeah. Hunters are like terrorist cells in the book. Yeah. I turned it into a fucking... Corporation. Corporation. Yeah. That targets supernatural specifically to make money. So, like Brian's version of hunters, it's going from like supernatural. You maybe have a brawl who's your slowly going thing. Well, Brian to more like the Scooby Doo bunch. Like you have a little bit more people, right? Still kind of going insane, and then you have like the build up to your. Trying to think if there's a good thing in in fiction somewhere that uh, works. Stargate Command. Is probably the closest. Yeah. Which we, we which is the technocracy actually in our game too. Anyway. Which do I'm have not sure that's game. actually come up, but it's more well, like that's come up a whole bunch in the main game. Let's, okay. Let's not get off track. Where exactly are we talking now? Um. So we're talking right now okay, about yeah. what the. Uh, so Gen Con Year One. Gen Con Year One, you got power from the node. We all got power from the node from uh, after. Yeah. Oh, what what did the mages use the so, note for? Well, what did the vampires first? Uh, so vampires okay. are making blood oh, is the thing that wait. we don't talk about too much. Um, I don't think that's been revealed yet. No, they don't know how or what or what's going on with it, but they do know that that thing is involved in um, in why there's a whole bunch of blood in Madison. Okay, but they don't know the mechanism behind it. Actually, they do know the mechanism. The mechanism that they understand is they get it from blood banks. They get it from powering a bunch of, like, basically that there's a group of Tremere in Madison that have figured out how to dispense this power in controlling the blood banks is basically how it's yeah. been written off on at Arc 
Yeah. So the Tremere know the rituals to obscure the energy of the node from, I believe it's the, the Deadlands, the Dark Umbra. Right, because the and, hunters no longer do that. Uh, the Wraith. Because the Wraith yeah. got wiped out. Right? Yeah, the Wraith got wiped out. Wiped out in the year 2000. It was kind of... And that's when the hunters kind of took over now. for the, the Deadlands. Right. Yeah, for the Deadlands. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but it does. Well, no. Uh, hunters took over reality where uh, vampires were the ones that we've been throwing into the Deadlands every time. Because they're already dead. Oh, okay. And yeah, so there was a shuffling in the year shuffling. 2000. Basically the same thing that we happened. Second year we had shuffling of GMs. Yeah. This is when they had the Gahara pack lose the Wraith. They had shuffling of Ghouls. Yeah. So, uh, like you've already stated, each faction got something beneficial from this node. Right. And the van- also, oh, like, hold on. one of the, the roles... The mages ended up with getting Horizon Realm. They got yeah. their own Horizon Realm yeah, there's, at this point. And there's a Shard Realm that is accessible only through Madison. Right. That is huge and way overpowered compared to anything they should and have. And ten major nodes that support it on Earth. That yeah. they don't pull from the capital in order to obscure it. They pull from multiple nodes, one for each tradition, yeah. um, including the Hollow Ones. Yeah. All right, so. So each faction, again, gets uh, bonuses. He he uh, said one of those rules was helping to obscure the node. Where exactly is the pact coming from? The pact is that the, these are the people that are doing right. this. So they're all the, doing it behind the scenes. Yeah, so it's the agreement is, okay. to yeah. do so. But then was that also where the rules for the Gahara Pact came into nope. play as well? Or is those letter? That's So the Gahara Pact at this point is just four people getting together and saying, we'll protect this node. Yeah. The, our people that belong, the Tremere, or the rest of Vampire Society, the rest of Mage Society, the rest of Werewolf and Hunter, or well, at this point, Wraith Society, doesn't get to know that there's a note. Right. Yeah. But, and they don't get to know but, that the Gahara Pack exists. But like all four the of these societies, all four of these societies know that there's a, like Madison is different, right? right. The, the Hunter Academy could not exist anywhere else. Right. Like, they'd they all go insane. The Wraith city that, that was created, the Necropolis, couldn't have existed. The yeah. werewolf nodes that they created off of this would, wouldn't be able to exist. I'm going to reword the question differently. Was this the, the point in time where we started getting more communication between the four factions, or were they still fighting each They're other? They're still fighting with each other a whole bunch. Yeah. Werewolves okay. and vampires fight with each other moving forward into the 30s and up to the 70s, I think. Uh, there was like the a 30s. war going up to the set. So, I mean, that's right. a Correct. bunch there of history. There was a treaty that was signed. There's different yeah. treaties throughout history. Okay. Um, there's tons of them, actually. Um, and that's one of the things that we, if we wanted to go, and I don't think we need to go deeper um, into this, is that, but there's basically fighting all the way to the 70s. In the 70s, there's like basically a truce that I believe happens at that point for everybody. For the vampires and the werewolves? And mages yeah. and And mages, rape. too? Like, or well, I'm, I'm, I'm just remembering uh, there, the, the, the more important thing with the vampires and werewolves, the reason in Gen Con Year One a gangrel is in charge in mm-hmm. Madison as a vampire is because she is the one, as long as she is in charge, the werewolves of Madison will not kill vampires right according to a certain set of esoteric rules right and that i mean but that's what that's some of the things that we've got a file that lets you look over history there's a bunch of wars that happen 
Mages yeah. fight with werewolves. Mages fight with vampires. Yeah. Mages fight. Uh, and that's just a side of the fact werewolves. that really there's only, more the of only them group here. that doesn't have a lot of fighting going on is the Wraith. And my belief structure behind that is because the Wraith are fighting Oblivion all the time. The reason so, why I brought that up is because I remember specifically at least, I don't remember about the prelude, but I remember about the first game was the rules that we had at our table saying there would be no fighting or you cannot kill. That came okay. after day, uh, that's day like, one. That's like during the soft LARP though. That's during the, uh, no, and that was soft LARP is what you're thinking of. Yeah, and that continues um, until this day and that's more of a game mechanic than anything else. Well, no, that's you the know, point. You can't. Is that you can't. Oh. That's the point. Is yeah. that it's not about the Gahara Pact at that point. Because at that point, nobody knew about the Gahara Pact until the end of day one. Correct. So okay. at the end of day one, we get to the, basically what happens is everybody dies. The Gahara Pact is wiped out at this point. They only have their assistance. Yeah. And, and this is this is an attack by Set and ostensibly the name. The nameless and the technocracy under his control, the tradition yeah. mages under his control, and this is where the fully one hundred percent it is proven that the entire council of mages in Madison that are running the city are evil, and yeah. that all of the players that were playing a play a character for mages were all one step below them, and they overthrew them. So by the end of day one, they had killed pretty much all of the or. Um, came close to killing almost all of not just the council of madison but also the council of her, the her, the new horizon council that is created so there's uh, hunters were brought into that fight and day one for the mages was pretty much there's a bunch of mages gathering to kill the nameless come here and when they got there they were like well we're not here to kill the mage or the nameless we're here to kill you and all of your rebellion and they wipe. They tried wiping out them, but because of the help of the hunters and because they kind of had an inkling that this was a trap, they used this to their advantage to kill a whole bunch of the uh, Council of Nine or Horizon Council, the New Horizon Council, and the um, Council of Nine of Madison. Yeah. And so this so, is like some epic level shit. Right. So the hunters come in, start killing stuff. They're fighting in, in an umbral realm. It's like spaceships that are like uh, to a small degree and people that are on like flying, you know, old ass ships that, you know, sail ships. And it's like, well, it gets to the umbra too. But, you know, people yeah. that have I bubbles around them. Uh, hearing that description after the game, I'm like, <laughs> um, So... There was that whole thing, and that's basically what the mages did day one. So um, at the end of that, we will get to, there was a, a group scene that we did with the, uh, where they found all of the dead. Um, yeah, so let's, we'll get back to that later. Right. So um, what, what happened at the werewolf Yeah, what notes one? do we have on the werewolf game for that night? Uh, I'm we, trying to remember. We remember we had the skin dancer and the silent strider battle at the capital steps. Okay. Was that... No, that was day one. That was day okay. one. Okay, so, so I talked about Royd Quake earlier. He is uh, not just a skin dancer for werewolves, uh, but he is also a skin dancer into uh, Werebear. He was um, my Carmen San Diego. <laughs> yeah, he was he was uh, communicating with Marco Gray for you know various purposes, um, but uh, what happened in Madison that first. That first Gen Con game 
uh, I, I didn't have the heart to let them uh, interrupt the, the ritual, so I made them watch it, my players. Uh, nine dead werecats, skinned. And all of, uh, and so it was, the skins were laying on the ground in a, in a star pattern, and then nine werecat kinfolk were on pikes. And we watched them die by getting their throats slit. And their blood snaked their way to this uh, skin dancer werewolf. If I remember correctly, yes, you didn't want to stop the scene, but you at least did it uh, amicably. You basically just put a bunch of people, like waves of, of, of dudes in front of the steps uh, to get us to fight stuff while you were describing it. So No, this, this was the one where I basically said, this is happening in the Dark Umbra. And you okay. can see it because of some fuckety mage shit. Because oh, there were a couple of mages there. Of mages. There were a couple of mages there. So it was like, they did a spell. Uh, but I was just so proud of the ritual. So so anyway, this uh, this character who you can tell with your uh, you know werewolf sight that they are a skin dancer. They, the worm exudes from them. Um they have this patchwork of werecat skins attached to them, and all of these werecat kinfolk blood is snaking towards them. And and I also included, and nobody even fucking noticed it, an old white man with a suitcase off on the side. And just as the ritual finished, he walked away. And that's William Burke. Oh, we might meet him in the next Gen Con game. Um, but anyway, so then you got to fight a bunch of uh, Black Spiral dancers as they, I believe, took the new were-cat skin dancer away uh, to join the, sep- no, the, the hive of the weeping moon. Those are the big bads for the werewolves. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but anyway, so then you got to fight some stuff and the... The culmination of it was we had a couple of mages, and one of them had been given the fucking Excalibur sword, and he used his uh, um, uh, correspondence magic to open a bunch of portals, and he was like, I behead everybody. And and at that point, we were transitioning to the next scene uh, for the entire room. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> but you guys got to fight some people for a while. Yeah. That was pretty good. I don't... Yeah, no, I think it was the second day. Like, maybe, like, at the beginning of the second day of What's my uh, betrayal. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, to quickly so go over weird. what happened with the vampires, is they were investigating into Set the whole time. Because out yeah. of all the different groups, they're the ones that really gave a shit about Set being resurrected. All the other groups kind of ignored it, um, besides the idea that the Silent Striders were arriving. Oh, yeah. All um, during the first day, Silent Striders were arriving. Right. right? So there was this yeah. concept that there was stuff going on with Set. Um, we, we, there was a plan to have a mummy involved in the game, and we didn't end up having that happen. Um, but in the end, uh, Set was the whole concept behind day one, and only the vampires really gave a fuck from what, what I'm understanding. I mean, yeah, exactly. Everybody has shit to do. Like, because, and, and all they knew was at the very end, so we get to the end, right? The end of day one, 
is that they arrive at the capital, they find a pocket realm, everybody finds all the all the players, they okay. all gather up, and they're like, okay, we found the pocket realm, in, and this is where the Gahara path meets. And yeah. they see four dead but bodies. Now, but now, okay, so I think the, the, the scene that I just described, there was kind of an equivalent one for the other groups, and it, they were distractions. Right, it was all right? distractions. It was all right. distractions Get so that the Nameless away. that's, that's me could kill... The Gahara Pact. Right. The mages members. went off and killed a bunch of Nefandi. The vampires went off and and killed something. I don't know what. Yeah. Um, but it, they were lured away. They were lured away from the capital. Yeah. So that it wasn't it. There was everybody saw an atomic bomb go off. Probably. There was there was a there was an atomic bomb. I remember very distinctly actually this happening that there was a an atomic bomb that ha- that went off in the capital, but it only went off in the the. The shard realm, the uh, the the special area that they created there. So the yes. supernaturals got to see the bomb, but they didn't get to see uh, the normal human population didn't yeah. care and didn't see any bomb go off. Yeah, and so they were but, all drawn in by that for one hundred percent. A bunch of them had clues already to go there. Yeah, they um, knew something was going to happen, but the the main point was that there was something important happening elsewhere, and that was the distraction. And then when, once that was finished, it was, you got to get to that place in the capital right now. Right. So and they all, all four groups arrive at the same time, and they see their, mostly their leaders, uh, vampires, like uh, the, the Tremere was not necessarily their leader, but it was still an elder. Right, and JD wasn't a leader either, because uh, Alex, just he was, but there. he was the founder. Yeah, like, but they. And he was he important, kind of, and he kind of had an alternate identity type stuff. Yeah. Where he was like, and for werewolf, it was uh, bites the flame who took right. over for Walter, right? Uh, who died in the prelude, so, um, so quickly. And I was just like, just he's really important. And now nobody's dead. ever met him, but he's really important. And he's dead now. But he's dead now. <laughs> and um, he's dead next to a vampire, right. a mage. And the leader of the Hunter Academy. And the leader of the Hunter Academy. Uh, so, Redmond Thatcher. Right. And then Gahara comes uh, down. Or no, Gahara Did we do that? Been, Gahara had been pissing around for a little Pause. while during this. That's not what happened. There was a portal. There, there is a portal. Oh, yeah. Explain so the portal. The big thing is, is the portal. And there's... Okay, so we were talking about killing a baby a while ago. Um, so the, the repercussions of killing this baby was that this portal is now stuck open. And just zombie babies are pouring out of it. So the, at the end of day one, we literally had all of our players running around killing or scooping up zombie babies and throwing them back into the portal and trying to close the portal forever. Yeah. Because that portal was the portal to get into the Dark Umbra. And so it was, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, as your repercussions for creating this, um, even though you didn't play in that game, here you go. <laughs> You're gonna deal with all the dead babies that uh, the city has produced now. Yeah. Um, and and they and they did. It was really kind of crazy. Uh, the, the werewolves what took uh, what was it? Uh, bookshelves. bookshelves. And either smashed or shoveled babies back into the portal. Zombie babies, not real babies. Zombie babies. Well, kind of. I'm um, sorry, it's got babies in the name. It's got babies in the it's name. Babies. But in any case, um, so. So that was the end of day, of day one, um, and and it, it went off on a great note, um, and every, pretty much it. everybody, not every single person, we got some new people as well, but a bunch of people returned for day two for yeah. another 10-hour yeah. event. Um, Which we should get to after taking a break, unless right. anybody's got any other 
notes on that one. Nope. Nope. All right, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're going to start with Gen Con Year One, Day Two, uh, Werewolf Table. I started them off with going into the Fey Realm, where they received a box, which comes into play later, and they also met with a Helios spirit uh, who requested a meeting with a vampire from Madison, which will also come into play later. Uh, I'm not going to get too much farther into that. So, what happened? What happened at the the mage table? Um, so the mage table. Um, the main thing for this was that they had discovered basically that all of the Horizon Council was evil, um, and if I remember correctly, this is uh, when they started learning about Mecca. They started learning about um, that that the technocracy was taken over and that the local technocracy had been completely shut down. Uh, the main thing, though, was an attack by Set, uh, av Set's avatar on the Horizon Realm. Um, and basically, this is when we brought in an insane amount of... The, the idea being that spaceships, Nefandi, with like bubbles around them that protected them from you know space, um, and dragons and other things were just like assaulting the Horizon Realm. Um, we spent a lot of time doing kind of role-playing in the beginning to get uh, the Kaharapak representative voting kind of stuff going on, which we can talk about a little bit later, because that involved like, yeah, everybody can... at about mid-game. Yeah, I can talk about that. Um, but the end result for the mages, um, besides the big end-game thing that we did, was that they defended the Horizon Realm from the Nefandi by calling in a bunch of space nerds. So there's a space video game, um, I'll just say it's EVE Online, that I play, um, and one of the, uh, the virtual adept in our game has a strong connection to EVE Online, and he was able to summon a bunch of humans using the digital web and magic in order to bring a bunch of spaceships with humans protecting uh, or piloting these things, regular Schmo, Joe Schmo in your basement. Um, if the ship you were flying blew up, your computer blew up. Um, let's just say that some people didn't um, didn't walk away from that experience. Um, in general, though, the whole concept being that they saved this uh, their Horizon Realm, and the Horizon Realm is basically. If you could imagine a floating chunk of Earth that's about the size of Madison, 77 square miles, with lakes. Um, it, it's kind of very similar to Madison, but it's got a big giant mountain at the very center of it where there's a big giant capital um, that's like 10 times bigger than our capital. There's big giant storm clouds. And imagine this thing being assaulted by all sides by spaceships and dragons, and they're sending out Reploids, like uh, half human, kind of humanoidish, uh, robot type things to defend, which is fucking uh, every type of all the traditions have about five hundred population, give or take. 
Um, and they were all defending. They had uh, their own space ships that they were using and space fighters and stuff like that that they used and uh, created their own bubble of magic around the city in order to protect it. Um, and that was the big, huge event for the mages. Okay. Uh, do we remember what happened at the hunter or vampire table at all? So the vampire table, from my understanding, and I talked to Jerome a lot about this, was that the vampires were trying to prevent Seth's body from getting to the location. Um, so okay. these mages were fending off against basically being distracted once again, yeah. stopping them from being able to be involved in the real-world event. In the Dark Umbra, there was things coming to... Uh, there was Seth's body was being transported to that was being transported in the dark umbra in the dark umbra so the vampires went there and tried to save that the hunter table i don't remember um and and i I apologize amber do you remember anything from the hunter table second day i honestly don't i know that they had excalibur one of the hunters took Excalibur and put uh, and, and took it from a mage and put it into uh, oh, okay. an, I, an anvil, and the mage the got it back. The only thing I remember was how much of an asshole I was to that table. <laughs> right, yeah, Marvel Gray with fucked with everybody. Yeah. I mean, in the storyline of my my character, uh, they had had some problems with funding. So I bought them, <laughs> or I basically I funded them t- to make it so they could still continue working. Yeah. So in doing so, I asked them for all information that I cared about and began with everyone else they were doing. <laughs> yeah. So not to get too far ahead, but I've completely retconned that for the I hunters. Know. They are super rich. Okay. They are very very rich. Um, but anyway, so, so where did day two end up? Because I think that's, that's the, the important main, part. The main part is, is that, uh, the werewolves had gotten the statue of Lincoln, um, to side with them with a rock, um, in the end. And well, let me, let me actually explain that part. So, yeah. so eventually the, the final battle of the day was against set. Right. Right. Uh, and we did have a werewolf battle right before that. Right. But, uh, the box that you got, uh, you were uh, somebody was told to bring it to the top of Bascom Hill, where there is famously a statue of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, and during the fight with Set, Abraham Lincoln gets up from his chair, despite the fact that he's a statue. Uh, he opens the box, in which is a slingshot, and he picks up a rock that had also been hinted at previous in the day that like a rock had shown up there, and it, like. When you tried to listen to its spirit, it was like, I just want to get thrown. And nobody could figure oh it out. Oh my god, that's so dope. Uh, yeah, no, it was. <laughs> but uh, but during the fight with Set, he, he picks up the slingshot and picks up the rock and shoots Set in the face. Uh, which didn't kill him, by the way. No. Which I wanted it to, but... No, but we, we, we but, had to not kill him because we had Helios kill him. Oh yeah, okay. So we brought in, everybody um, tried, everybody had to stop him from killing a bunch of the players. Like the Anarchs, the big thing that I remember from the vampires real quick is that the vampires were a bunch of Anarchs. So all they did was make signs and weird shit to piss off Set during that time. It just was an emotional attack on Set from the vampires. Oh, yeah. okay. 
So, Amber, what did you want to say? We are going to back up and go back to how uh, Helios wanted to broker a deal in communicating with a vampire. Yeah. Uh, they went through. He went through the werewolves in, in, in order to get that communication. Yeah. Because what she does here, there was there was a two point uh, situation because Helios has been involved uh, with the curse. Yeah. So the curse on the vampires that makes them burn in the sun is theoretically carried out by the Celestine Helios who is the spirit of the sun or stars, depending on how you uh, interpret it. Um, and Helios hates vampires, but he hates Set even more. So the idea was he is super powerful, or uh, it is super powerful. And so he was like, well, I will sacrifice my curse on all vampires to destroy Set. And so he wanted to communicate with the vampires of Madison specifically because they had the power of the supernode and said, you guys are going to be fighting Set, and here's the deal. I need you guys to stay out in the sun and fight him, and I'll burn him, and I won't burn you. And the vampires agreed, and so when the final battle came, they stayed on the battlefield and when Helios uh, rose a few minutes early, which I suppose didn't actually need to happen, um, uh, the vampires stayed out there and weren't burned by the sun, and they fought Helios and killed at least part of him, uh, which in the end. Uh, but killed the, Set. Yeah. Fought Set, because you said he had, they fought Helios. Oh, I'm sorry. Fought, fought set. Yeah, they fought set. Um, and, and the, the side of multiple. Yeah. Basically. Yes. Uh, so much so that one of the big things here is that the set had sea uh, tights had never gone through the withers, and one of the reasons why we believe that set is fairly gone um, is the sense is that uh, his entire race sea uh, tights went through the withering at that time. They were the only ones okay. not affected, and until their progenitor was destroyed. Yeah. Which brings the question, if the third generation are still around, which there's still evidence to support some of the third generation are still around, such as Denisi, Tremir, uh, Solid, those characters have not been killed off, Set must have been higher on the food chain than a third generation. Um, and if that's the case, and it's about progenitors dying, Arcane and Set equal to each other in power, mm -hmm. and possibly both first generation. Yeah. And the base idea being here is that Set was a mage who used a very powerful spell to make himself a vampire using Cain's blood, making him first generation, not third generation. Oh. And that his entire line is, is a fake of... So all Set's... It's like a parallel not, line to Cain. Right. <laughs> using his blood, therefore... I mean, maybe second generation might be uh, almost equivalent, but because of how powerful he was as a mage at that time, he was able to boost it up using blood magic type stuff. Yeah. Um, same thing that basically Tremere is trying to do in the current day, but he had a lot uh, easier paradigm to, do, to deal with during the Egyptian era, as well as other mages to bolster him, where Tremere 
was doing it during the decline of magic rather than the rise of magic. Okay. Any case. Yeah. Um, so th the two things that came out of that was uh, there was one day when the sun went around the world, uh, one entire revolution, uh, where all vampires around the world could go out in daylight with complete impunity. Right. Uh, now, what's the effect on the world with that? We didn't really go too far into it. But, well, we've uh, only advanced it a year, um, and at this point, vampires are barely understanding this, because it still hurts yeah. them. Well, specifically, the, there was the one day where they could go out with impunity. With, with impunity. And then after that, they can now, it, instead of aggravated damage, our vampires only get, I think we said, bashing damage from the sun. A lethal. Okay. Still keep it so that they're okay. that they don't want to go out into the sun, but yeah. it's, but it's like it's way easier. If you get burned, it's like you just need to burn some blood to, to come back. It's not too bad, right? Um, right. But yeah, so, so that's part of our mythos, and that comes from that game. Um, Other than that, I think that's pretty much the big wrap up of that game is that they fought set at the end and killed them. Yeah, and then we advance it one year. Right. Yes. Okay, so now we're transitioning to Gen Con 2017. 2017, right. And, and the year is, um, basically we're setting this from uh, the way that we've retconned it, or I've retconned it uh, to a certain degree, is um, this happened in basically I think it's August, August of 2017 is when this kind of happened. I thought it was like February. Possibly February. I'm not sure we've ever paid attention we've to the never, time of year. The only thing that I want to do for this year is just to set it on Halloween, because I think the end, end of, of our game uh, being being on Halloween is a... Needs to be on a Friday. And a Friday. <laughs> a Friday, so Halloween, Friday. No, we just fixed the calendar to what we want it to be, because this wow. is not Earth, so, you know, not completely. So... Um, if we're going to jump into uh, Gen Con Game 2. Right. Roll call on the GM. Okay, so okay. I took over Hunter. Mm -hmm. Amber, you... Forced. Forced. Requested. Forced. <laughs> requested. Requested to take requested. over Vampire. Accepted. Accepted. Accepted you, you capitulated to your fate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, you came over to the dark side. And, <laughs> uh, and then I asked my... Um, my GM, uh, Charles, uh, to take over Werewolf, uh, which he which he obligingly did, and did quite a good job. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so so we kind of switched. I mean, I think everybody did a great job, and I'm the only one who didn't move or do anything except for just run. Yeah, you just kept running so mage. I just kept on running mage. I, didn't have a point. I mean, like, the whole time, I'm just, back. like, sitting back, drinking beer, and, like, watching everybody run around with their head cut off. I feel really bad for that because I'm. That's just that's. All right. I so got lucky. First and <laughs> foremost, uh, before we get into gameplay, uh, so as you can notice, or if you've been listening so far, uh, you could tell there was uh, an evolution of gameplay style. This one. Oh wait a minute! One quick thing, real quick about day one. Or, uh, sorry, Gen Con 1 is we had the representative vote. The Gahara oh, Pack oh, was yeah, created. We, we should explain yeah. that real quick. Okay. So the Gahara Pack is created at 
uh, Gen Con 1, right? The true Gahara pack. All, everyone knows what the fuck is Okay, yeah. On. So yeah. at the end of day one, the Gahara packed representatives are killed. And right. at the beginning of day two, we go to the players that were the apprentices. Right. And we say, this is the Gahara pact. It is now completely open because everybody showed up there. They found out these four were working together. They haven't been. They they can't do the spell anymore because uh, you know they didn't because they're dead. Right. And now this super node is shining to the rest of the world. And Gahara has now requested that you not only reform the Gahara Pact, but you vote for new representatives because perhaps the uh, the groups now that they know it exists. They don't necessarily want you for. Right. Uh, and the big thing here, too, is that Gahara is no longer a wraith. He comes back as a spirit, and he is also a spirit who is of the uh, the werewolf Karn spirit. Yeah, he's essentially the equivalent of a werewolf Karn's like, totem spirit. Totem spirit, correct. And, he, and oh. theoretically, we're like a large werewolf Karn and... Right. And he's basically a wraith who enlightened, um, I believe is the uh, terminology for that. So a wraith that eventually gets uh, Golconda, uh, the 10 in Arate, and becomes a oracle. Uh, those kind of yeah. those weird special states that you can get into. <clears throat> and so the, his was that he got transitioned to become a spirit. And so the basis being here is that they all need to work together, and they need four representatives, and they all voted. Yeah. So, all four uh, factions voted for each right. individual Right, and they, they all got to vote. Yeah, so every single time. person, and, and this was the, the fun version of the vote, was every single person had to write down four names, one from each faction. Right. Uh, which turned into some interesting I stuff. I tried really hard, because I, I, I know we glossed over it. Uh, I betrayed, or I guess it was revealed... Uh, that I was working with Lord Quake during our combat scene that we didn't get into, uh, where I was outed as having uh, a connection to Lord Quake. Yeah, you, uh, Marco Gray had done some information sharing with a very evil dude. You know, the person who helped murder Walter that we had a funeral for. That. Right, so so Marco Gray, but okay, so there was a justice spirit that came in and, and yes. think that okay. or justified you. Yeah, so yeah. now we're backtracking even far. Uh, yeah. So as the werewolf GM, uh, the other werewolves at the table literally made me run a trial for you. Yeah. Because it was revealed that you had uh, dealt with black spiral dancers, and I nipped it in the bud by having a justice spirit come and say. She works for Gaia in her own way, and you don't get it. And they were all like, yeah, okay. Yep. They were still butthurt about it. Hence, we're going to go okay. back to the vote. Yeah. I tried really hard, because again, yeah. you can't kill me if I'm Because here's the thing. In theory, the way that we structured it, even if you're hated within your own faction, if you can lobby the other three factions, you can get enough votes to be the representative for your faction. Right. And so this Which actually didn't happen with anybody except maybe Except them. for mages. Oh. That's that's where, okay, so mages was the big one where this came into big, 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 big news. So we had two mages over at the vampire table. Yeah. The two mages were the uh, Gwydion, who was the 
really powerful order of Hermes mace that had been traveling the world came back to Madison because of all the stuff that's happening. The other one is Lacey, who is the Hollow One leader. And the Hollow One leader is basically the leader of the, uh, uh, the Despot Alliance, which is all of the crafts and all of, even she has a strong connections to vampires and werewolves and hunters and everybody because she's the one getting out there and being like, I believe in all of you things existing and I want to talk with, to all of you and I want to make deals with all of you. I want to know what a demon is and I want to know, you know, are all demons evil? No. Okay, which ones are the good ones? Which ones can I be friends with? So she's going around making deals with a whole bunch of horrible shit, um, quote unquote, you know, and that's the question. One of the big connections she has is to the Lysandra vampire. And so those two are like super buddy buddy with each other. And she gets the entire vampire community to back her in this vote. Yeah. The other mage that gets everybody to back her in the mage community is the um, Leah Goodwin, which we all now know is a Nefandi spy for the Nameless. Now, she is a Celestial Choir Which we'll get nun. to later. Um, we'll get to but but uh, in the end, she convinces... So the player at the time was like, I was like, you can play it two ways. One, you can play this kind of like evil thing, or you can be completely good. Because that's what the evil thing lets happen a lot of the time. 90% yeah. of the time, the evil thing just allows her to do her goody-two-shoe shit. 10% of the time, it ruins everything to make it fucking work out horribly. She was like, no, I'll do just the goody, goody-two-shoe stuff. And she was really awesome. Um, and she convinced the hollow one to be like, okay, if I make you a tradition, you step down because they got the exact same amount of votes. So at the end of it, we were like, you two are tied. And I was like, you two go discuss it and decide on what you guys want to have as the end result. And if you can't decide, come to me and we'll figure out something. And they came back and they were like fighting with each other, like in character, totally like yeah, arguing it, with each other. People were listening in and being they, like... No, it was two women in the hallway yelling at each other in character about being in charge or being a representative to something called the Gahara Pact. Right. And I believe one of them was from Spain. Right. And English was her second language or Correct. third possibly. And it, like, it was possibly one of the more uh, insane awesome things that I've seen in gaming right it just was it was really beautiful and so she uh, they come out and they're like okay hollow ones are a tradition in Madison and she and Leah Goodwin is the leader and so that that's the big end result for the mages the hunters I believe made Jennifer Jennifer Grieg Jennifer yeah. Grieg became the the representative yeah. and CEO she, she was uh, written in as uh, the uh, the heir apparent to Redmond Thatcher, the the leader of the Hunter Academy, uh, and I kept it that way uh, eventually, and so she's essentially the CEO, or or even was at the time, and so it was it was kind of uh, it made logical sense, right. and also the the woman that played it, uh, Joanne Hunter Joanne, um, actually came back for Gen Con year two, right, and continued to play the same character. And won the vote again. And won the vote add. again in the second year. And then, uh, so werewolves had uh, Fuzzy, right, yeah. which was Claire, okay. 
Um, and she was she was oh, awesome. Man. She was she amazing. Was, she was and and I believe same thing. Claire is still uh, representative and leader of the, Fuzzy. Or is Fuzzy. Sorry, Fuzzy Fuzzy one in Gen Con Year Two as well. As well, yes. Different but let's, character. Yeah, different, different player. Different player. Yeah, same character. Now let's let's just explain it. Uh, Claire was a, a nice lady from Milwaukee <laughs> who liked stuffed animals and a bunch of other nerdy stuff, and. The, and the dude that played Fuzzy the next year at Gen Con was a bodybuilder, like possibly ex-military. Yeah, he was yeah. really cool. Um, yeah, he's a cool, cool, cool guy. It was complete like opposite. But it was uh, like wow. Opposite day for that character, uh, you know, for who who is in, in control of this. Yeah, scene. it's it's always interesting to see who plays these different characters. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so let's so, let's just reiterate that uh, this vote that we're talking about happened Gen Con Year One, Day Two. Right. Where and at the end we eventually killed uh, one of the parts of Set. Right. And so the uh, the next one would be then the uh, vampires, and the vampires made uh, Tori, I believe. No, because Tori was Prince. Tori was Baron. I thought Baron. Ben won it. At ben, ben did win it. Ben okay. did win it. So Should we explain who Ben is? So let me explain Ben real quick because I'm the I'm I'm one who has not too much spoiler. Not, not 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 a big explanation, but basically Ben Ben is our longtime player, and his character is uh, the one that has basically a book behind him. Um, he is one of the more important kind of characters in the vampire setting and uh, is playing basically a child Tremere uh, is, is the basis of right. his, of so his character. Right, so it's a 200-year-old vampire who still looks like he's 12. Right. And uh, so Ben was able to gain the trust of everybody during the first Gen Con game and, um, and the Anarchs voted him in as the representative. Um, and so... This is a good segue real quick, I think, into day, uh, year two. Year two. Because, okay, so we talked a little bit about year two, but the basis of year two for Ben's character is that um, he no longer wanted to be representative, and he was able to barter a bunch of stuff away in order to step down from representative, and a lot of year two was basically uh, voting. So we had yeah. major votes. So let's go over... Should we um, go we, to the beginning of the uh, game? Yeah, so what was the, the main thing that we had before voting? We okay. had them throw so, into a combat. Yeah, scene. so the structure of year two, uh, Gen Con, was they have now identified that the Nameless is the enemy, and the Gahara Pact has decided to be proactive. Um, so, right. so we built it in that each faction was going to proactively attack something that, that the Nameless you know, had. Mm. Um, so I'll just jump in. Uh, so now I'm uh, in charge of the Hunters, and uh, there is a corporation that I have now named Avastus Corp. And there's a bunch of different sections of it, and one section was like, hey, we need to kill all those Hunters from the Hunter Academy. And so they applied for some funding, and they got it. And they set up a trap for us, for the Hunter Academy, and said, we'll only meet with you at this trap, which they didn't use the word trap, obviously. Right. Uh, uh, if, 
all ten of your uh, highest level uh, representatives come, which is all the player characters. And so the backstory of it is they, they researched all this, and they're like, oh, these are just some low-level assholes who set up a trap for us. And it's not even a good trap. Well, let's go and spring it and figure it out. So for the first two hours of my game, it was them kind of doing a dungeon crawl. They were killing Black Spiral Dancers. They were killing vampires. They were killing zombies. They were killing shitty Nefandi, like bad ones. Now, before we continue, can you please elaborate a little bit more on your structure of the, the hunter's academy? Because, again, that's brand new information. Okay, yeah. So let's, let's go back. In my hunter academy, Redmond Thatcher got imbued in uh, 1969 during the Vietnam War. Uh, he comes back and he has this compulsion to uh, the hunt supernaturals. And him and his friend Zachariah do just that. And they use some old me members of the military that they know. And eventually they end up killing a vampire in New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans in Louisiana. Uh, and they kind of fell ass backwards into this, this one particular vampire, and they end up finding a shit ton of money in the form of gold and treasure and weapons and all sorts of stuff, because it's a vampire who's really old. And uh, Redmond Thatcher is like, wait, a lot of these vampires especially, uh, and maybe some other types of supernaturals, have a lot of wealth. So he took all the gold and shit from this one vampire and starts a company that he calls Edge Systems, which is very on the nose because uh, hunters have powers called edges. So he calls it Edge Systems. And uh, now there's not a lot of hunters at the time. but So what Edge Systems does is it's a data storage company, which in the 80s was actually a big deal because hard drives were fucking gigantic. So it took a lot of money. He used all the money uh, to, to build up his data storage. And um, uh, so he's got filing cabinets and hard drives and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and he contracts with very large companies to hold their medical data, their, uh, their records, uh, all sorts of stuff. And in secret, he mines the data to figure out the patterns of where to find supernaturals. Uh, and that worked really well. Uh, he was also a good manager, let's just say. So anyway, fast forward to now. There's still uh, a data storage company called Edge Systems, but now they have a very elaborate uh, data mining operations, uh, very similar to uh, Facebook and Google and stuff. And the, the entirety of what they do is they find supernaturals. And now they're not just taking gold from old vampires. They're trying to figure out Okay, there's a, there's a vampire in, uh, let's say, Detroit, right? What will happen to the financial uh, workings of his organization if we kill him? And then they figure that out and they create financial instruments that when they kill him, profit. And now they just do that forever. And they also go out and... and find new recruits. Uh, yes, so they are constantly looking for new hunters, and anyone that they find, they bring to the academy and they train them. Uh, currently in the mythos, there are 
somewhere around 500 hunters currently at the academy and approximately 2,000 what I call watchers out in the world. Um, and they essentially just watch. Um, but, but the whole thing is self-sustaining. Edge Systems is profitable even without hunting supernaturals. Um, but, but essentially it's a, it's a very powerful paramilitary organization that uh, goes out and kills vampires and bad werewolves, bad mages. So speaking of major changes that have happened to our game world, yeah. let's go over to Vampire and talk to Amber real quick here about what is what what did you have to do to get Vampire underneath your your control? Starting off, Jerome did a wonderful job. This was terrible. He was just very bad at recording it. Um, Which I would have to say a lot about. You know, recording is the hardest thing uh, to possibly One of the major changes... It was, it was yeah. yeah. One, of, one of the major changes we as GMs had to uh, come to realize is if we were going to continue doing this annually, we needed to update Google Drives, get character sheets updated, figure out if it's, uh, the system, and record what happened the previous year and how it affected the current year. Well, and to be and to be honest, that uh, Jerome up to this point had really only had to deal with what like up to four or five people at, at right. one table at one time. And uh, our year at Gen Con year two, we had we every, had forty players. We had, we had forty. Well, we had 30, 30, 38 players uh, all together for the whole time. Yeah. Um, to you know to be one hundred percent as to our. Uh, we had one person that but we were didn't we were like sold large, out, right? But we were sold out. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I had a no show, and a pickup. And a pickup. Yeah. yeah. So and I had one two walk-ins as well. And you had yeah. two walk-ins, and yeah, we had we had a, a really great um, turnout for that game, and it changed, and it really went to the kind of level that I think we, as GMs, really needed in to be on the ball for. So. Amber had to go from uh, a, a work of material that went from maybe like four or five people that it was really designed for and had to, to kick that up and ensure that it was at 10 because we were walking into Gen Con very confident that that we were going to have, you know, eight to 10 people at our table each. Yeah. And like I had a severe handicap of uh, the reason why I even became a GM at all was Jerome had a... Uh, personal emergency and he was not going to be able to make it to Gen Con uh, three months out. I've never ran a campaign ever. Uh, I've, I've already talked about my experiences with World of Darkness. I was over at the Werewolf table three times and I've never played Vampire. No, you played one game of Vampire. I played one game one full That was place. a weird game. Like months no, that was a good game. Like, no, it was a good game. It was, it was, it was yeah. It was LARP. It was, it was <laughs> interesting. We LARPed in your apartment. Yeah. It was fun. What I'm getting across is I didn't know any information about anything. So you started from scratch. Started yeah. from scratch. So I gave you the D twenty, the V20 book. Yeah. That was my Bible for the next three months. <laughs> right. And, and But I have to say that we have a video we're going to be posting after this 
Amber is called out as being the best GM in the universe. Good on us. Um, and it's mainly because <laughs> you, well, from my understanding, is you took the bull by the horns rather than uh, getting speared by a bull that could have killed you. And it's kind of impressive. Analogy? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, going back to like updates on the system, yes. We had basically bad character who was mostly fleshed out because we had uh, a player who was constantly updating us throughout the year. So I really didn't have to worry about him. I appreciate that, Ben. Or Tom, if you're listening, thank you. Uh, we had Victor King and we had a couple other people, but nowhere near. Was it the original six from the, from the first game? Um, we had character sheets. Yeah. We had... Um, and so, because our and game like a kind few of relies upon uh, heavy backstory, motivation, um, written stuff. Like, I mean, our character sheets are like four pages long. Um, and this is not like the four pages of, I'm talking like text of four pages and then a character sheet on top of it. Literally, um, I was going from character sheets to And pictures, two. we had to add pictures for everything. And all yes. of our games yeah. needed to have I pictures added. I went from added, having uh, two or three two. paragraphs in something to having to now flesh out to four pages on, on stuff. Yeah. Right. Because, well, there was... My, my players had to sit and read for like 45 minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's basically, all of our so main sorry. characters for the four-player game is this concept that you're something that's powerful. You've been involved in shit. Yeah. And you need to know a bunch of stuff. So one of the big things that we were walking into, I think, in year two, that's the biggest thing, more than just the... Uh, what we did in the combats, because um, we've talked what a little bit about what Hunter has done in the combat, right? Yeah, I briefly got into it, um, and, and I didn't finish. But yeah, so <laughs> we'll get to it. The basis here, though, is that everybody um, had very, you know, elaborate characters that they needed to have, and at this year's Gen Con, we needed to have that buffed up a lot because of the LARPing, and that's yeah. where we added an insane amount of voting that needed to happen. We were voting on multiple different things for each and every group. Um, so that's why our character sheets were so long. But let's go back uh, real yeah. quick. Here. Let me let me finish my battle, and then I'll let you guys tell, tell everybody about yeah. your proactive battles. Uh, so again, dungeon crawl, bunch of different, like, like this is quite literally a trap built by idiots. And they were like, well, let's, it, it was, the way I described it was, uh, if an asshole designed a wedding seating chart, they just found a building with a bunch of rooms, and they're like, let's put random supernatural assholes in all these rooms. Now, I'm kind of shitting on myself, because I designed that <laughs> battle <laughs> in the last ten minutes before the game. So let's just remember that. But they had a good time, and in the basement they found the evidence that really pushed them towards understanding that they're dealing with some real fucking assholes. So they fight a mage, and they find, uh, after killing him, that the Avastus Corporation is uh, researching zombies. And not just researching, they figured out how to create them. It's, it's a kind of complex process, and, and over the past week since that game, or two weeks or whatever, they've kind of figured out the general layout. Uh, you find people that nobody's ever going to look for. You torture the shit out of them until their brains are completely gone. Uh, and then you build their psyche back up and 
give them some items, usually a button and a hat or a book, uh, fetters, if you will, from the rape world. And, uh, and then at the end, once you've tied their soul to these three or four items, you kill them and then stuff their soul back into that body. And they are now a nigh indestructible uh, military force. And uh, they might have what, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, perhaps millions of these zombies. Who knows? Cool. Sweet. Oh, they also ha uh, got some server access to their systems. So at any point that I need to give them some information, it's just like, oh, you, uh, you, crack, you cracked another code. Anything to do with our game coming into you, right? Zombies don't exist. No, zombies don't exist ever, and no, we're no, definitely not no. going to see any zombies no. this year at Gen Con never. at all, never. especially never. falling from the sky. We're never going to see that. That would never happen. Not going to um, see any zombies falling from the sky. Okay. Um, so what happened at so Vampire? Vampire, your proactive battle. You know how vampires are. They have to be threatened. They have to wake up the next all the way around. This is also why you were promoted as the greatest player ever. Because what's your line? Because you let Ben do that one thing. <laughs> no, no. Well, well, you have a line. You have a line. Like, fuck it. We're doing it live. Yeah. Because <laughs> basically what I did was, like, literally I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Uh, I, I really don't know. Like, I've, I've read that book. Almost tried to cover to cover. Couldn't remember any of the things. Said, fuck it. We'll just put it in an abandoned construction site. Put some shovel heads in the dirt. See what happens. And uh, came up with the convoluted like entranceway at least to make it a little bit livelier. Put it on my laptop. Started uh, telling my group about stuff. My laptop dies. Staring at a blank screen in front of 10 people. <laughs> I did not know that happened. Yeah. So I was like, because like, okay, I'm like, uh, I'm nervous, I'm stuttering. I finally get, get to the part that I'm confident about and my laptop dies. I'm staring at a bunch of these people, and I just say, fuck it. What are you doing? What? Do stuff. There's there's dirt piles over here. So what did they do? Uh, Well, let's see. We Victor King go. jumped out. Victor King was in his limousine because he's not going to get dirty. Him. He's the venture. Devin right? Moore, yep. Devin yeah. Moore is sitting next to him doing selfies as she's sh shooting out of the window. Uh... Ben is on a scooter listening to Rise of the Valkyries through his headphones. No, he's doing it even more of a dick. He doesn't have his headphones in. It's on speaker. Because <laughs> he's literally, like, <laughs> levitating people off and, and killing them left and right. Um, and Osferatu's behaving like normal, doing Valkyrie stuff. And uh, couldn't remember, like, the roles for stuff, so I just had to roll some numbers. And uh, magical things happen. Yeah. Like Devin, you know, flipping three times in the air while she's doing selfies. Killing people with swords. She can do that. Sure. So you basically told a bunch of vampire players, do all the crazy shit that you've always wanted to do and yeah. let it happen. <laughs> yeah. And, and they were happy at the end, weren't they? Sure they were really fucking happy. <laughs> there was a lot to kill, apparently, and oh, they so killed much. it all. Yeah, like I had some like Resident Evil mutated dogs in the basement. Fucked them all up, too. Damn. 
Uh, freed Beckett and um, oh yeah, oh yeah, Beckett. freed Beckett. Beckett was uh was that was the target you were attacking the, the Sabbat, uh stronghold for Beckett, oh. right? Because yeah, we care about the nameless doing good things, but Beckett was down there in that basement, and also certain individuals wanted to get into that computer system for information. A lot of people disappeared for unknown reasons. They would like to know what happened. So, yeah. Um, so, and then in the retrieval of Beckett, we kind of, we didn't give out much information no. at the first game, but this game we're going to be using Beckett's Jihad Diary Correct. as a, a focal point of, this is a bunch of stuff that he learned about the vampire community, but then also incorporating it into that he knew that the Nameless is in control of the vampire community in the end. Yes. Um, and that there might be tidbits of, of weird stuff that we might give you through, uh, through Beckett throughout the game um, and we'll be using a bunch of different books like Beckett's Jihad Diary we'll be using all the different um, we're using all the books we're using the, yeah the, the prop the, ones the props so we'll have all the prop books um, people can use this to justify a bunch of bullshit for whatever they want to justify their shit for um, but you know my hunters have all of those right right and, yeah. and that's like hunters are going to also have access to like the V20 book like, oh yeah, no. Actually, like, we I should explain that. So my hunters, uh, th this hunter academy is uh, very into research. In fact, three of my characters are uh, like professors of vampire mage and uh, werewolf studies, and essentially what they have are textbooks that are copies of the core World of Darkness books for those games. They have codified all of the powers. They have tried to figure out, like, how these things work. And so maybe it doesn't go into, like, you have to spend a point of rage, but it's, like, something very similar. And so, so yes, the Hunter Academy has the core books, all of the prop books, uh, and, and probably just a bunch more, because fuck it. Right. So, but, but yeah, so in any case, uh, let's go on to Werewolf, which I don't think any of us were really deeply involved in, but I believe that they went and fought a Black Spiral card and, and destroyed it, from my understanding of capturing right. a person, and extracted information from him about how the Nameless is in control of tons of Black Spiral dancers and possibly some werewolf-type yeah. thing. And then, uh, then we go to Mage, and in my Mage game, they assaulted the name, uh, the realm of the Nameless. The yeah. Nameless has a place that he lives off in the Umbra, nice little cozy home, um, and it's got a uh, bowling ball-like object that's called Black Nineteen with the name of the Nameless in it. Um, this is sitting at the center of a dark tower in the middle of a dark woods, um, and the the they got the technocracy along with uh, all the traditions came. Um, we were only missing the hollow one for the game, so but I still had her come along and I played that character. And they assaulted the name of uh, the realm of the nameless. The nameless wasn't there, so when they got there, there was just a bunch of beasts that came out of the woods and attacked them in this clearing that they'd created this uh, stargate basically in order to get through. Um, they brought through reploids and, and spirits and um, the, the base concept being here that they were going to completely and utterly storm the castle, 
get there and uh, take out the dragon that eventually they fought with. Along all this kind of crazy stuff happens, and Johnson burns down the forest. Um, I think uh, like they're just uh, killing monsters left and right. Basically, it basically was one of those like every every success you get on a damage dice you do or in an attack roll you kill somebody. Um, and so they're just running around killing a whole bunch of people using magic, using all this kind of crazy stuff with uh, stuff. And in the end, they um, have. Cthulhu gets summoned, uh, rips apart the realm, beats the shit out of the dragon, and Ann Johnson is, at uh, with the rest of the mages, a bunch of them, around Black 19 trying to discover how to touch it, because everything that touches it gets completely destroyed. So Ann Johnson is like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to cleanse it, and does a cleansing super high level spell and draws Black 19 into her and cleanses it, and then it disappears. And by that point, Cthulhu is ripping apart the entire universe around them so they um, get the fuck out of that realm and come back. And Anne Johnson's fine. There is no Black 19. <laughs> we don't know what that is. or Well, you know, we do. It hopefully holds the name of the nameless, but apparently it doesn't exist anymore. It's been cleansed, quote-unquote. Um, but nobody really cares because then we go on to voting. Yeah. And so let's go into the, uh, let's go into the first uh, round of voting. So, what did the hunters vote on? Wait, hold on. Okay. Remember what the mechanic was for voting and see how secret and uh, effective. We did it. throw around a bunch of uh, secrets. So, yeah. vampire was the biggest one affected by So, it. so basically, explain what happened with weird vampires because nobody else really got affected by right. it. Right. Basically, the way that the voting system worked out was you got some basic numbers uh, depending on like your influence in the city. Right, so and you got like the around ten votes, give or take. Yeah, depending on like how important you are station wise or whatever. Uh, but in your character sheet, it, you had a secret that you did not want to get out. Somebody, it could be at your table or some other faction's table, would also have your secret. If they turned in the secret to a GM and they shouted it out loud, we lost. Two, uh, two influence points. points. Two influence points are dumped from your your current score. And then your secrets are tabbed. And yeah. the person who turned it in will get some some points as well. I, I believe they got an influence point. If I remember. Did they get one or did they lose one? They no, got they got one. one. I okay. think they for turning it in. Yeah, it was one of their. So it was an incentive sure, for the person to uh, tell the, the the secret hindrance if your secret was was. Uh, out there, yeah. but if you turn or if you bargained with someone to get your secret and then you turned it into the GM yourself, you would get some points. Right. Um, so, but in any case, uh, this came out a bunch with the vampires, right? Yes, because no one cared. All of their <laughs> secrets got <laughs> got revealed. Because uh, I love the. The bat, they have the monsters. Yeah, so the mages work together pretty much and put their table, their secrets on the table and are like, listen, we can use this to our advantage. The werewolves just kind of never talked about them, from what I understand. Yeah. And the hunters just kind of never mm, talked the about them. The hunters revealed two secrets. Right. Um, the, the vampire professor apparently has a vampire friend and she drinks the vampire blood from time to time. Right. For research, 
And Jennifer Grieg is a total pill-popping addict. But she's still in charge. Yeah. Good for her. You need some help for that, right? Type A personality. She's she's busy. She's She'll got shit out. to do. Yeah, so, she got shit um, to do. But in any case, so... Um, and I understand, like, it, maybe it could have just been that, like, the secrets didn't really have that much or heavy of a consequence. We didn't have a heavy consequence, and they weren't all horrible secrets. It was kind of like yeah. those secrets that it's like when they come out... I don't know. I mean, I get that vampires have some pretty fucked up secrets. I was not going to give all of my, you know, leadership of the Hunter Academy... Like, you used to kill babies for fun. <laughs> hey, like, I mean, like, I, I thought I was World going heavy-handed with, my, with like, my secrets. And like, you were in the Boris Lava was Martin. hiding her father in her basement. Oh, I do have, no, actually, uh, I've, I've got a couple. The, the Sombra, oh, Lulu. No, Lulu was, I'm sorry, uh, I misspoke. The Sombra. Uh, I thought the one that would really, like, clinch the voting was... Uh, Victor King and Boris Lava were dating and also blood bonded <laughs> yeah. to each other. Yeah. So yeah, no, there was a special. Okay. Like you would think. I actually, you know, ruin everything. I feel like I should actually reveal a few of them without saying the names. So one of my hunters, uh, his parents are zombies, and he keeps them in a cabin in in Door County. Visits See, them from time to that's time. A pretty good fucking secret. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, okay, one hunter has a straight up information sharing deal with the Giovanni. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, the there's Giovanni. Most some some of the other ones is like uh, there's one character who like just gets drunk and shoots guns. Yeah. But but like that can be dangerous. Yeah. That's really dangerous. You can shoot. Uh, oh, somebody. one guy. Uh, one guy has a. Uh, he goes and builds shacks in the woods, and he burns them down. Yeah, that one's just a little He's bit a weird. Pyro. Obviously. Yeah, so the mages had yeah. the thing of like, so one guy was going around gathering all of the influence to try and bring down the barrier so that he could use it for other means. Um, and it wasn't like it wasn't like forever. It's just like a day, you know. It's just you know. Um, and other people were doing things like uh, sneaking people in, working oh, yeah. with the changelings, working with the uh, Kashyyyk brother. Or, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, actually, Ann Johnson got ousted for that, I'm pretty sure, uh, which it didn't really matter because it was like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm getting all the Akashic Brotherhood to come to fucking Madison yeah. deal with it. Um, in any case, um, there were. The main thing for the mages is there was three major factions: the moderates, the traditionalists, and the new ages. Okay, so, so this is the paradigm vote that you have. This is the paradigm vote. So we, after this combat stuff that we had, we kind of went right into politics, and we said yeah. you get like a day. Yeah, this like, was a very politics-heavy year. And so the rest of the game for like, uh, so it was an eight-hour game this year, one day instead of two days, ten hours. Yeah. So this was a one-hour. Or this was the beginning was one hour setup, about two hours of combat, and then a downtime where you got to like go relax for a little bit. We didn't do downtime sheets or anything. Yeah, we didn't like do that. downtime sheets. We just time. had people uh, kind of relaxing and getting ready and talking and, and soft LARPing um, quite a bit. We had uh, the werewolves did a lot more hard LARPing with an interrogation, um, and the, the mages and vampires uh, and everybody were all fucking with each other. Um, and I went and got a beer because, oh fuck, 
And so I come back, yeah. and from my understanding is uh, everybody got together at my table, and we were going to do a vote on uh, what is the paradigm of Madison, and what is, what do we want to influence the paradigm to? So there wasn't a like snap the fingers type thing, but it was, what do you guys want to put your stuff towards? Faith? Do you want to put it towards technology? Or do you want to put it towards magic? And so magic is like old technology. Uh, technology is what we, you know, cell phone shit like that. Um, and uh, faith is this belief in something, you know, whether it be aliens or something bigger than you and that you just put your faith in. What do, what do we do in Madison? And all of the mages, unfucking believably, were like a little in everything. <laughs> They, it's basically just what Madison is. It is just it's exactly what Madison is, and somehow even the verbena, because I remember the verbena being like, I fucking hate technology. You guys took my mothers from me and have them locked away in Mecca, which, by the way, she got out later. Um, I think through downtime actions or something, she she worked with somebody in order to get people. Didn't you break everybody out of Mecca in year one? Yeah. Something like that. Anyways, Mecca, there's uh, Mecca got freed. There's Mecca, Mecca's, there's no more Mecca. In case anybody listening is a, a misunderstanding, Mecca is the technocratic prison where they put supernaturals. Right. And That's M E C H A. Mecca. Mecca. Not Mecca where Muslims go. <laughs> right. For, anyway. For religious purposes. In any um, case, the basis here being that um, the vote went very well on that. Yeah. Um, also, the vote for leadership of the representative of Madison and leadership of the Madison is what the other two votes that I had. Yeah. And the leadership went to Leah, um, and so she reclaimed her position as being, and this is when later on that day, she was ousted as being a Nefandi spy, as they've been continuously like probing into her mentally and totally breaking the rules. Yeah. But, uh, but they found out that she was evil. Yeah. But how, how did that end up? Let's just say how that ended up. So she, uh, so the idea was that they had a card that said, I can kill uh, anyone. Um, that was the uh, Euthanatos, yeah. who was an assassin. I can kill you. I handed you this card. You're dead. Um, and he was supposed to go around and hand that card out to somebody. So instead of handing that card out to somebody, he comes to me and says, I've told all the mages that she's evil and that I can kill her. However, instead of killing her, I would like... And all the mages would like for us to save her. Yeah. And so instead of killing her, they split the soul in half and basically cut off this nefandious part of her um, that had been created by the nameless when she was a small child and sent that away. Um, they didn't get to kill it, but they got to just get it away from her. And so Leah now is no longer nefandies held. Which yeah. was completely unexpected because I completely expected that character to hand that card to her. She was supposed to hand back a card to her, him that was going to say, I am the unkillable character. <laughs> and you have now, uh, you know, triggered me to, to, get, uh, to get the fuck out of here. You don't yeah. get to kill me. Um, but uh, Yeah, it was like she was supposed to just escape and be like a boogeyman. Right, so she was supposed to turn on to be a boogeyman. Um, but now she's just a player character again, right? And now she's just a player character again. So, as I say, they saved the unsavable character. And yeah. that was one of the, the things that I really liked with my game. Um, and 
the next part though that we had was a big vote on the rest of the stuff. So we'll get into that after we go yeah. through everybody else's okay. uh, smaller. So I'll votes. just do mine real quick. Uh, so the hunters had two votes. Uh, the first one was an information sharing, kind of general purpose. Um, Gahara Pact, like, do we share our vast amount of information with the other factions in order to get a little bit of information from them? Uh, and that generally went the way of yes. So at this point, we are kind of allowing other factions to come to us and saying, can you give us this information? And we will say, most likely. Playing like a role of a librarian. Yeah. To a small degree. Yeah. Um, there is definitely a give and take uh, implied in that. But, uh, but yeah, so they right. voted... Well, vampires let you study on them. Some vampires... Uh, to a certain study. extent. Werewolves, mages had to let you study on them to yeah. a certain, certain degree but in the last... Uh, it was like... It was a limited thing. Like, they don't have direct access to our servers. Right. But, uh, but anyway, so we voted yes on that. And then the other one was uh, basically in the mythos of our game, the outside world is becoming really, really, really shitty. Like murder rates, uh, infant mortality, war, bad weather. Everything is getting fucking worse just really fast. Uh, way more faster than our world. Way yeah, more way faster. faster than this world. Oh, also, world. should we just mention who the president is? Uh, Let's mention it. Yeah, okay, it's Ron Paul. It's Ron Paul. Ron Paul. Ron Paul. Why? We don't Why? know. Because because it's different. He, like, he's... Look, I liked Ron Paul. I did. But we couldn't... We can't make the president in this particular game either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. No, we're just refusing, I think. We're yeah. just, you know, Ron Paul. Ron Paul and he just made the U.S. libertarian, and he's like, just go fucking do whatever you want. <laughs> so that's one and that's, reason why this world's going to shit? Uh, no, causation versus correlation. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is just, Ron Paul is just another symptom of shit going to hell. Right. Like, anyway. Uh, so, not a good thing, though. Yeah. Uh, so shit's going to hell, and as I mentioned before, the way the, the Hunter Academy works is... We train people, and then if they don't want to fight the fight, we send them out to the world to become a watcher. Mm -hmm. And they do non-combat things, like they do uh, their accountants and bus drivers and whatever. And if we want them to go and check and see if somebody's a fucking vampire, we tell them where to go. It's like an app now. So kind of like Buffy's uh, uh, librarian. Uh, yeah, kind of, except... They're like they have powers, right, and, right? But they're alone. Well, Nigel, you know, he could do some things later. So, Niles. 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 Was that it? Yeah, Niles. I think it was Niles. I just watched a bunch. Of, anyway, anyway. Uh, so so the Watchers at large have been uh, requesting to be relocated back to the academy because like she lots of them know. are dying and getting mugged and. Like, and just generally living Bad. shitty lives because shit's hitting the fan. And so uh, the, the leadership of the academy voted and said, yeah, fuck it, just bring them all back. And so actually at the beginning of this year's game, uh, there's going to be probably an extra hundred recently returned watchers. And that might factor into uh, part of the plot. Yep. Um, all so right. those were so, those were my two. Oh, and uh, Jennifer Grieg won the representative to the Gahara Pact. All right. So what did the vampires vote on? Well, I was very um, surprised. 
by uh, Oh, wait a minute. Who is your representative? Jennifer Grey. Yeah. Okay, and my Didn't representative, change. real quick, was uh, was uh, changed over to uh, Glory of the Morning, which is a dream speaker, which is a Native American um, Ho Chunk uh, uh, local Native American local Native American um, historical figure. She was small as a baby. Yeah, um, he's also gay, married to a werewolf. Gay, married to a werewolf. I like, I like to point that out. want to piss off everyone. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. I made a gay werewolf. He needed to be married. Yeah. All right, so, vampire table. Uh, people had seemed to be unsatisfied with Corey Redford, um, my gang girl brain. So, we went for another vote. It was between Corey Redford, uh, Victor King, who's the Ben True, and Borislav Arbuthov. By the weird gods above, (laughs) Victor King won. Uh, And then he decided uh, to keep our city instead of going to Camarilla, which I feel... Was this a vote for Prince of the City? Baron. Oh, Baron. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Also, he, the rep to the Gahara Pact, though, right? No. Or is that different? Uh, no, Devin. Devin. Devin became our... Devin Mayor. Oh, so they actually voted for Baron in this one. Yeah, they voted okay. for Baron. Well, technically, what, what the vote started is who's going to be in charge? And then yeah. that person would then decide what system was going to be in place. Yeah. Right. And he said that. And he everybody would else would Baron. deal with it. Yeah. yeah. And then the big fight was supposed to be between Brando. Uh, no, not Brando. Uh, the the Bruja right in and the Tory or the uh, the gang girl. Gang when girl. we sat down and we thought of people who who we would decide would be in the running for election, we threw Victor in as a as a joke. As a filler. It's a joke. Because it's a Ventrue. Nobody's gonna vote for that fuckwad. He's a Ventrue. And like this is a a, There's a ten players. You had ten yeah. players. Players your, fuck with your shit. Yeah, like. He's the Ventrue, whose backstory yeah, is about slaying werewolves. It's about slaying werewolves, and Pentex is like an open thing to a small degree for yeah. him. Like he's he's got ties. Not he's a he's not a slave to, but he's he's got ties to Pentex. So when that happened, and everyone was shocked, Tori herself because she thought she had it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of certain individuals, I didn't know what to say. So my mouth didn't have a filter, and I was like, Y'all let fucking Trump win? <laughs> Tori, why did you Hillary so hard? <laughs> oh, man. It was. That was 2017, too, so it was all done. Yeah, there was some Trump Hillary shit that happened. Was, yeah, like, and that's oh, why man. Ron Paul is president. Yeah, it's like we can't take sides inside the game, so it's just Ron Paul. The secrets coming out. <laughs> well, I mean, we can take sides. Uh, the not, not in the game. That's my point. The mud slinging, <laughs> like the literal, like. Oh yeah. Just. And was that the only vote? That. Uh, oh, and then we also talked about uh, ghoul restriction uh, because uh, there was a ghoul riot the previous year. Where uh, oh, yeah. year we had cut down on. Who could ghoul or not? Yeah, because a few of the vampires, part of their story is that they just made ghouls willy-nilly, and it created kind of a ghoul, 
A ghoul underground. Uh, yes. And yeah. and because of the the we were having way too many ghouls yeah. unattended by their sires. Yeah, and because in Madison sires, there was kind of like an extra amount of blood compared to normal cities right. that like these ghouls were able to survive and it was causing trouble. Right. Right. Uh, so restrictions obviously, but they also wanted to put in. Maybe we should have all ghouls register, like in a database. Right. Yeah. It would tag them. Be, yeah. The Hunter Academy will be willing to run that database. We you, voted which, for freedom, so right. we oh. have to. <laughs> yeah, so the ghouls are free. I told, like, yeah. That was the one thing that was very anarch of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The only ghouls. thing that was very anarch. Because there's also a ghoul underground that got taken out at one point. Um, from there, my understanding. There was an actual other game that we ran at Gamehole Con. And that was the that was the that ghoul was, was, the ghoul game. That was the ghoul game. Um anyway, so we should wrap this up. So, yeah, so um I don't remember what the van, the werewolves voted on. Do you remember um, anything at all about that? Leadership and, and it was fuzzy. fuzzy. Yeah, fuzzy one again. Yeah. The werewolves were fucking united like they always are. Yeah. And uh, there's just a force a, of nature that secret. kills whatever they're told. Okay. So the big vote. The big vote is uh, the barrier. Oh, yeah, um, there were two of them. And so the big barrier vote is basically Will Madison, and it kind of was, once again, kind of a on-the-nose political thing where it's like, do we build a wall around yeah. Madison or not? And they voted yes. For yeah, the wall. We, we built the we, fucking we wall. We built a wall. So Madison... <laughs> I remember, the rest of the world is totally It's kind shitty. of fucked. It's you fucked. Know? It's, it's not, and we have and they a giant... Of, they have a lot of empirical evidence to support yeah. that the nameless has taken over everything. We also have um, a giant super node that can power such a wall. Right, and this wall is a supernatural wall. It doesn't keep out humans. Yeah, it humans just keeps out between. all evil supernatural yeah. creatures. Um, and, well, all supernatural creatures. I did, I did forget. Unless you're past. I did forget some of the things that we voted on. Um, what I alluded to earlier was some people had disappeared. And we voted to let the Jessicars of the Nosferatu and the Tremere come in to investigate. Oh. Yes. So that was a, that was another thing for them. Um, okay. So the the voter vote said yes, and somehow, some way, we decided to raise the wall around Madison. Um, Which the works. Thing works quite well. Works actually. What kind of what I wanted. So yeah. that works out fine. And then we made a republic. Also, what I kind of wanted but didn't expect. We jumped over that one, um, didn't we? Yeah. Well. <laughs> So there was a Democrat. And we made a republic. <laughs> we made a republic. So explain okay. what, okay. what this so is. What, from your the Gahara Pact and the way that it's structured is very similar to what I would consider NATO, right? The North Atlantic Treaty Organization. It's sovereign nations that have agreements with each other specifically for defense. Right. right? The so Gahara that's what they've Pact. they've been operating for the last year, yeah. basically. Uh, and... I kind of feel like maybe I didn't explain it to my table well enough when I was like, it's either that or you start uh, a, a republic. And I should have been like, that's the federal government. <laughs> and then you create a constitution. And now instead of independent nations with treaties, you're a, you're a state right. underneath a federal government. Well, anyway, they voted to create a federal government in lieu of a treaty organization. Right, and so, so now everybody lost their so now independence as we, to a certain degree. Yeah, uh, I don't know how they're going to structure it, but that's what we're going to be doing 
this year yeah. at Gen Con. We are going to be starting out by saying this is the mandate of the last people that played this game. And you guys have to figure out how to create a federal government. With two of your states at war with each other, kind of. Well, oh, Cold War. Because I, I did forget to, to mention, because again, I wasn't sure if this was canon. But when Victor King won, his first line of action was obviously Sales Anarch, but also his second action was to inform the werewolves that all information that needed to be passed on to vampires needed to come directly to him. Right, and so normally this is the only reason why the werewolves are good with them is because it goes through Tori. Yeah. So and even if he had lo- if even even if he had kept that position or got that position and said Tori is cool, we'll let you do all the information stuff. Things might have not gone down this way, but it played out in game that basically there was like a shouting match on the concept of like I am the representative of the werewolves for us. I am a gangrel yeah. and a kingfolk. Fuck off. Yeah. And she she's quite literally a rank one Wendigo. Right. Yeah. She has standing in the cairn. Right. So, and she wasn't even allowed to what? Talk to them. Right. The Tori. She was like, gang. Uh, so now, King so now the werewolves. Looked at her and said, you are not allowed to yeah. talk with those. So now the werewolves are basically pissed at the vampires. And the vampires they are like, we like killing werewolves. <laughs> we? And the, yeah, and Victor King's a well-known werewolf killer. Yeah. Um, werewolves and, fucking hate Victor King yeah. and, and Pentex. And now the other thing there to, to remember is that not only was Tori like uh, an established member of the werewolf community for a long time, but she got along with uh, Walter. Right. Right. And they so they were good. They were. Together. She was at the moot for his death. Yes, she was. Uh, and so with his death, and now this vote, yes. Even though they're creating a, a federal government, uh, you know, there's some bad blood there. Right. Now. If you look at it in terms of the way states are set up, because that's kind of kind how you look at it. Kind of. Except it's like it's like if vampires were Connecticut and werewolves were Ohio. It's like the metaphor doesn't really fit. It's like if New York was right next to Texas. <laughs> that's probably a better one. <laughs> there's yeah, there's some border clashes there for no apparent reason. I mean, well, there's a really, actually, really apparent reason, but it's one of those kind of concepts that it's like, we've got a bigger enemy here. And, yes. And so that's another thing that our game is also going to be focusing in on this year. And we are announcing that this is going to be our final year. Um, so yes, to a certain is, degree, there's, there's... This there's, is definitely the final year of the four-table game at Gen Con. The Madison Under Siege might... Come back in some form or another. Right. We might be doing a lot cons. of different stuff. Um, we might eventually do more four table stuff. But yeah. the basis concept here is that we're gonna we're gonna try and do an epic end here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, will the federal government survive? Yeah. Or or, or who, will, who will be elected or president? Or will Mad Max? Or yeah. will they choose a parliamentary system? No, nope. it's gonna be like. <laughs> Or will the dogs of war idiocracy style fine? Will they vote for two thousand years into the future and we're gonna say okay in the rock Will will Terry Crews show up with a machine gun and declare himself president for life? 
shoot the machine gun into the air. Come to Gen Con and yell. And you will find out. America. And it probably will be. His vice president is Randy Savage. It, only you can stop <laughs> idiocracy. Yeah. Only you. <laughs> so so here it is. 2018 Gen Con. Madison Under Siege. Gahara Nation. Politicking and not committee meetings. Zombies. And definitely not fighting zombies that are falling from the or sky. Or spaceships or aliens. <laughs> Don't go into the sewers. If you go into the sewers, you're the probably sewers. fucked. Everything's gonna be Steam fine. tunnels. Steam tunnels. You know, whatever. There's definitely not but a Tarasque. <laughs> what we should, so what we're going to be leaving you with, though, is also the end of 2017. We had a little wrap-up. We have a little thing here for you. Oh, yeah, we're we'll, going to tack that on to the end We'll tack that on to the end of this, and it'll be... This is kind of what our player response was. This is kind of what we're hoping for this year. Um, we also have uh, three other games that we'll be running for Changeling, Demon, and Mummy. It'll be Parallel Universes. I mean... You've, you've read comic books, so you understand that uh, if you've read any comic book that has multiple universes in it, welcome to the multiverse of uh, Madison Under Siege. Thank you so much for surviving through this long-winded description. If you enjoyed it, you're weird, but we also, uh, depending on the outcome of our final uh, event, going to be having one final episode on the behind the scenes. Yeah, we're going to tell you what all the all the stuff that we haven't told you yet is going to be in one last episode of Crossing Darkness. Although, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to try something weird here. Uh, okay, so if you are actually playing in the Gen Con game and you listened to this entire thing, I'm going to give you a word, and if you say this word to uh, a GM. At your table, you are going to get something special. I'll figure it out. Uh, let's go with Onyx. What? Onyx. Yeah, it's the kind of beer that I like. Okay. Uh, so if you, if you actually good. listen to this whole thing and play, play in the Gen Con game in 2018, say the word Onyx to one of the gen, uh, GMs. And wink. And you have to wink. Yeah, you have to wink. And and don't tell anybody else. They have to listen to this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or they rewind to the end. Or else you don't get the reward. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Well, actually, because I'll we're going to do something out. beyond this. So, yeah. And end of the end. But that's yeah. not quite the end. We'll fix it. You want to hear what the other players had to say anyways. We'll fix it. Yeah. Just don't tell anybody. All right. Just don't tell anybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Awesome. They worked together a lot. They saved Leah, which was not an option, by the way. <laughs> she is supposed to be dead, and Alexia is supposed to be running away from all of you right now. But instead, Alexia is running away from you, and she's alive because so they good. actually worked together and didn't hand out I kill you cards. There was a card that one of the players had that he could have walked up to any one of you and just said, You're dead. <laughs> there was could also one person. Who could have also handed them a card that says, no, I'm not dead. I'm way more powerful than you. But that didn't happen. Um, so, uh, just going around uh, real quick, uh, just shout out to any, you pick, can pick one person real quick, just shout out what you thought was a, the best experience that you had and who you had that experience with, or if it was a group of people.
Well, I mean, I just really enjoyed all the interactions that I had between, I mean, like I said, most between the mages. Actually, yeah, all, all three things. Being able to talk to the different people and get the different views was both intriguing and surprising sometimes. Okay. Um, I, I, I play Hunter a lot, and I really like this, the combination of the LARPing with the tabletop. I think that went really well. I like the way the factions stayed true to what they were trying to do. That, you know, not everyone was just trying to like cause chaos. Like, there was a consent. I thought the way the characters were done was excellent with the goals and motivations. So I, I, I'm very happy. I'll be here for sure next year. Awesome. Awesome. I did not miss turning out about Yeah, we will be coming back. <laughs> uh, I just really liked how the, the werewolves worked super well together. Uh, we had almost no dissension. We figured we gave all of our votes to the leader and just let him vote for us. Uh, <laughs> that worked out really well. Yeah, I have to agree. The the character backgrounds were quite diverse and interesting, and the guru just stuck together like true guru. And if we had an issue, it was just beat down, and then what do we do next? Yep. <laughs> Hit each other in the head with sticks, sort out whatever our problems is, and then we move forward as a group. It was a lot of fun. I like seeing how the different factions had handled uh, morals and politics differently. It was very interesting and felt through the factions. I've never played this game before. I only knew what face time was. I really like it. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was really, it was really fun. I actually really enjoyed when my secret came out. I know that that's not a thing that you're really supposed to do, and it's certainly not something you're supposed to enjoy, I imagine. But it was interesting seeing like the dynamic between myself and the rest of the Hunter faction, the ones who knew and the ones who didn't, and some of them confronted me about it, some of them didn't, and then when it all was laid out on the table, the way that we all had to deal with that collectively, I thought that was a really, that was a really nice touch. That was a great little. <laughs> wow. But we'll get the hunters as fun. I hope I can do this next year. Hope I have more money next year. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't steal Excalibur this year and stick it in an iron or an anvil. Hey, that was gifted. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking last year. <laughs> he literally doesn't know it because he didn't play. I, 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 was I have no idea. idea. That was there was no gifting. Uh, <laughs> there was a loan, and it didn't get paid back. <laughs> it did. It you had to go to England. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoyed all the little interactions between the hunters, how like we just couldn't stop discussing like every single detail and ironing it out amongst ourselves. Um, I also particularly enjoyed Jessica for kind of causing a ton of drama. <laughs> it was good drama. <laughs>
<laughs> you drama queen. for the extra work. I've been mages both times, so uh, this was incredibly fun. The mages, we worked together as a group every all every step of the way. We had our discussions, and then once we had decided on something, that's what we went with, and uh, we even managed to save an unsaved person, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and thank you for the assassin for not trying to kill somebody when you had discovered that they were evil. Uh, and bringing it to the group, as, as we had actually had said before that we wanted to do. Like, if we found somebody, we wanted to bring it together and do it as a group rather than just, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed being in a position of, uh, we're like, you should be a leader. And looking at the character and what I read about him, being like, oh, but I can't do that. Yeah, it was written into the character he that he'd gone around and said, don't vote for don't me. Don't vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Leah, but <laughs> <laughs> defeat from the beginning. Uh, and I also enjoyed that all the mages kept their secrets, and most of the vampires did. So we kept ours, but actually discussed them at the table. <laughs> I think we discussed like four secrets at the table. I think that's the only thing that saved the guru. If they had actually discussed their secrets, they wouldn't have been able to work together. <laughs> <laughs> we made you some more civilized. <laughs> I gave my secret away. Very <laughs> noble. Yeah. Um, um, I, um, I think my favorite part was when Tori uh, uh, tried to dominate a mind mage. <laughs> <laughs> Our weapon for the five, our day of five, oh, and then work out something. And I can't wait to see what happens to the, the tragic thing I did to my character. Uh, he has Black 19, some kind of ancient artifact made by the Nameless that might have the name of the Nameless inside of it. Well, he knew there's an entity also inside of it. <laughs> He's got it in him I right now. It's cleansed. There's no evil inside of him right now that anybody else can detect. Notice that. Notice the question mark. But nobody, nobody with major know yet. That's that's good. See how that goes. Well, I just got out now. That'll be on the secrets list for next year. Nobody's talking about me yet. We were going to, and then this happened. I know. That actually was the only thing on our agenda. Yeah, I know they're all spying on me for the rest of the for good for a good long while. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, I you threw tried. everything the fuck out, and I was in our game, and it happened. I, I tried hard. Blood pack. Blood pack, yeah. baby. Blood, Blood pack. Five of them. That segue's great in this. I don't know if we've all played our, our clans before, but everybody knows World of Darkness. Clans are set. They have the way they operate. Everybody played there pretty much flawless. It was fantastic to see a group of kindred come together and do malicious, backstabbing, conniving douchebaggery. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you all. It was <laughs> solid. It was a solid group effort. It was great. Yeah, I gotta say, like, I think all the vampires really play their vampires. Like, I, mine had super high humanity, and I was like, God dang it. Like, <laughs> but I tried my hardest, and I think everybody really played their character well, and it couldn't have gone any other way. They just got so <laughs> that was definitely a vampire game. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to call it Force Club. Um, we were had a connection, Toy Girl thing. <laughs> that came out, the beard. And then, <laughs> and then he stabbed me in the back on the Baron boat, and I still won. And, and part of the deal was I didn't need him as my second. <laughs> so, so, like, he won either way. It was amazing. <laughs> yes. awesome. See, I tried, so, yes. Um, and, I, and I vote just, next time, I vote everybody gets two. Let's make, let's make it crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I think we might have that. Or just everybody secret. gets a secret to get it, and there's a secret to cultivate during the game. Yeah. That'd be a good deal. Or actually, we're going to Who said that didn't happen? <laughs> oh my god. It would be nice to have, it would nice to connect that and ease back to the secret. We had some of that, but that there's only so much time before right. Gen Con, and apparently yeah. we were up until like 4 a.m. last night trying to make sure we could have you guys have character. Sure. <laughs> and, and by the way, screw the werewolves. Screw <laughs> the werewolves. I hated every other vampire here. Uh, I, I wish I could put my little somber fang to you and drink all of you. That's the only good news for your blood. Uh, I wish that we still had a few more moments for the main, uh, for the hunters because we plan to do some horrible things to you. <laughs> and, uh, I have a, uh, a shipment of nuclear waste for your character. Uh, I, I would like to say, out of character though, this guy did an amazing job playing a villain. Oh, dude. Yeah, oh, my God. He was solid. The Crazy. Incredible. High five. Incredible. Dick Kiss. Thank you. Whew. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I loved making your character because we had weird things that we had to do with your character, and uh, it, it was it, it was a lot of fun being uh, a Melkavian to go around trying to convince everybody that, that there was uh, 
stuff that you cared about because most of these times they don't care. We had no idea what was going on. None of us were like, what's going on with her? Chicken Little was just screaming this guy was fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. That was fun. Had a wonderful time. Our game masters, all of them were wonderful. I appreciate you guys doing a great job um, working with our craziness. Um, we clearly got the best game master. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot count how many times that she and I talked to people and we took advantage of them with smiles on our faces. <laughs> I tried to stay out of character, but it's hard. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's oh, 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 yeah. We're going to loop, we'll loop in word yeah, inside. Yeah, we'll go into the inside yeah. then. Who's going? Who's going? So, right yeah. All right. Uh, great time playing me. talking about unity I spent most of my game basically backstabbing and betraying everybody uh, initially starting with uh, a l planning a little bit of a coup and then blackmailing Leah into allowing me to turn off the wall for 24 hours and then assembling a basically a black ops strike team to fix the data thing while letting everybody else die in the horrible wastes afterwards but then she had to turn to fucking Nefandi and then she got voted out of power oh, she can't do it for me God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you realize how Oh, you think you get killed? I'll take you all up. Uh, <laughs> we'll go to Ben next. Yeah, I was after you too. I played this last year. Uh, last year, the vamp, uh, the table, the event was a little over half full. Uh, mages were full. Werewolves were almost full. Hunters were about two-thirds. Yeah. And we had three vampires. So it was kind of disappointing. You know, they had two, two mages that had to go over to their table yeah, yeah. so that we could have a little bit more. But there were still two mages and three vampires. So it, it was extremely refreshing to have a table full of vampires and suddenly I didn't have to focus on the other tables and I could just, we could just go crazy. Uh, and we certainly did that. It was, everybody played their characters great. Um, the it got all the politics that we lacked lacked from last year. I was extremely impressed with, and I know this guy. Still, he pulled off a great coup with the vote. Um, I love the fact that we ended it with an unexpected, uh, probable uh, werewolf vampire war next year <laughs> to give them something totally unexpected to try to figure out for next year. <laughs> uh, Thank you. I, I, I had a number of quotes that I wrote down to probably email it, but the one I'll, I'll mention to you guys was. Uh, who's no longer here, who was constantly 
giving Victor the finger behind his back. <laughs> and and uh, see what, uh, humping his chair. Like, <laughs> when, 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 the, when the vote finally went down <laughs> and some of the comments were playing, she said, that was some real Hillary Trump bull, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. A little more foul than that. Fucking yeah. was, yeah. I had a great time. It was everybody, too. Um, I play vampire pretty much every gen can I get out, and this has hands down the best game I've played. The vampires literally all played in their faction, in their characters, in their clans, and worked not well together. <laughs> <laughs> but we did accomplish our goal. We actually found Beckett, which is one of our prophets, which is a big deal. Um, but worked with everybody else, and the fact that actually the factions kept their sort of corners. Um, it was great because it was a political game, and I, somebody mentioned about um, like role playing and LARP. I, I don't really LARP; I do the table stuff. This was great, so it's a little bit of both, and allow us to actually meet other people. And I actually got to learn the different faction stuff. So it really, because my character said for the wolves, uh, no info, no info, no info. Oh, I gotta go ahead and guess go meet people. <laughs> but somebody had a good point that said when they got outed, I was the first person outed, <laughs> and the first thing anybody ever asked is, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "I'm looking for my sire." I will talk to anybody. I was the only honest person the entire game. <laughs> I will sell you to find her. And the, and the information broker on her table. And I was passing it yes. left to right. He was sitting at the table, and there was a wall of activity around him. Nobody was going to not And I was him. just, just funny. I was watching it. He's like, and yet he still Yeah. No I one killed trouble. you. Nobody killed me for basically talking to the enemy. Yeah. You're Nosferatu. There is no such thing as Sabat or Camarilla. Exactly. There's oh, only really the Nosferatu. <laughs> so superb. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I really liked yeah. like how the characters were pre-made, like with their goals and what they stood for. I got to play exactly the kind of character I was looking to play, which that was I was really excited to do that. And um, I really liked how all, especially the mages, stuck to basically what each of their individual traditions stand for. And how even though that we were different, like how we viewed the world and magic, that we all in the end wanted to work together to make Madison a better place for mages. And <laughs> well said. emphasis on that line. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely enjoyed. Well, I found out you guys ain't human. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, we take offense at that statement. Yeah, we are human. <laughs> they're not human. <laughs> it's like, come on. It's like, that's, that's, that's Harry Potter fucking looking at Buffy the Vampire Slayer saying, why are you so upset? <laughs> she had a point, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I really like the LARP aspect, so I've actually never LARPed before in my life. I've done, like, tabletops, and I've done really story like role-play-driven tabletops, but I've never like like gone out and like had the Game of Thrones in the corner conversation, <laughs> which I really enjoyed having that with like Leah. That was great because our characters like clicked like that. Like being, you, you, know, you almost was, had like, a killer. Yeah, it was great. And like even arguing with like the like the Sons of Ether and the virtual adepts, and like trying for the love of God to get my fellow mages just to wipe out the technocracy, and they just wouldn't listen. <laughs> even they're a bunch of bastards that need to die. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year. I really want to come back next year. I'm going to try to get the guru to help me do that. I mean, there's kind of a war going on, but who knows? I was a really good healer. I can make y'all stronger than you already are. Okay. We can work together. So, I've 
been playing White Wolf basically since first edition of everything. Yeah, yeah, was, that's right. One of the things that was so fun about this was to watch the mages sit around and have these hyper-intellectual debates about <laughs> philosophy and to hear the vampires screaming at each other <laughs> and like all of their secrets coming out using their secrets like weapons, exactly. <laughs> and then to see the, the, the absolute externally unified werewolves at every moment. Like, we, at every table, you looked around and you're like, yep, that's exactly how it should be yeah. and it worked yeah. out perfectly and that was really, really cool. That was so a good was way of fun. explaining that. Fucking chaos. Reference to the mage dynamic, it, it was a great dynamic here at the table. Um, if I had to pick one thing specifically, honestly, I really liked getting pierced by the hunter because for the first time I could be absolutely honest about what was going on. <laughs> yes! He's lying through his teeth the entire game. <laughs> Like it's like he is the greatest, nicest person in the world, and actually you use every advantage you can to screw everybody over, but you never get caught. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I, if I've got to pick one thing that I think was apart from what we were, what we've all been saying about the mage game and everybody else apparently saying like you know, how great they felt uh, this matched how they wanted it to be, I think. This process right here at the end, uh, this recap has been really cool. I love like hearing that like A was ready to backstab all of us. <laughs> and, like, hey, I was over. gonna save like, the internet. The, the <laughs> celebrations that we're getting right now is really fun above the table because like you're you get so insular, caught up in your own politics and your own goals that you don't necessarily know what's going on over at some of the other tables at other times. So this is really cool. So I like, you wrap up. Hold on, let me zoom in. Alright, so I really want to thank my bunch of players. You guys did great. I'm really glad that you read the whole packet. I've <laughs> spent a lot. It was a lot to read. Yes, yes it was. We gave you an hour. <laughs> Next year, I think we're going to uh, request a square room. Yeah, yeah that would be yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, square room would be great. Yeah, never got to the you, hear <laughs> you heard us though. You heard us. That's all that matters. Apparently, everyone wants to hear all the
All right, well, I think we're, we're well over our time here. Uh, 15 minutes over, we're good. Uh, you can also, if you want, go on our Facebook page and review us. I would love, if you want to give us a one star, I'm serious. I want to hear if you had any problems. I, I love oh, praise. Don't get me wrong. wrong. I love praise. I want to hear what you think. I want to hear what you think. for anything. We're open. Yeah, 24 sessions. I think it's square. Yeah, so I hear you. I kind of forgot about them and then you get back to it.